I swear to God, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if he's trying to make a joke about the football team or if he went to the basketball game last night because he's a number one fan. I don't know what the shtick is anymore. This is It's gotten to that level where the, the shtick is... It's above me. It's I can't believe I'm saying those words. It's above me, whatever he's doing. What are, What is the shtick today? What Want to know, it? baby. You're a number one fan. you got to be all fired up. How many games you go to last year? None. I went to four. I know. You're a number one fan. Got my red on. But I thought you actually were going to stop after they fought. I thought Turgeon was your guy. Turgeon was you terrible. Were, you were a Turgeon that guy. was guy. terrible. You were there all the time. Let's go, baby. You went to like every game when he was 68-53. I'm aware. Would he have anything to say about it? Yeah, the over didn't hit. Yeah. Well, they didn't cover either. <laughs> right. Which is good was because it? I put 18 and a half. I think it was 21 and a half. Oh, was it something really? like that. Yeah. yeah. I put a couple shekels. Jeremy told me to put the money on the mountain. I did. Mm. So that worked out for me. I went to Superbook and Guys used the code Glenn Clark and used the code Glenn Clark 23 and received up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, which you could do right now as well at Superbook if you so chose to use that code. Um, I don't know. It's something with the court. We'll figure it out later. Drew probably screwed it up when he came in. That's all I, that's all do, I know. Do, mm. do, do, all right, do, all right. Do. Don't, don't make it The football worse. team, not so much. No. <laughs> not, Drew, not just not so much. Oh, my god. Not at all. Oh, my god. Not at all. Not even a little bit. That Illinois game finished them it off. It killed them. I mean, it they killed them. They have not recovered. They were strutting around like, uh, what, yeah. who are like, we, well, play we playing in the college football the, playoff? The Ohio State game was just competitive enough for them to be like, all right, you yeah. know, we're fine. Like, we're yeah, we're, we're good. winning for a while. Yeah, we're going right. to win nine games. Right. Man. The thing about that is. That and that Franklin guy just loves running up the score on him. Well, he likes running up the score on every, right. you know, his bit is right. he's. He, the alumni like him. Right. It, it, like he's never won anything, but he's not going to get fired right. because he's always looking out for them. Oh, you bet us to cover? Well, I'll get you that cover. Right. If I got to injure my quarter, my backup quarterback to do it, I'm getting you a cover, baby. No, I'm not Franklin. so sure. I don't. I mean, I might like him for that too. Like, yeah, I'm right. Know, I better understand. than McVeigh or whatever at, at kicking the field Ooh. goal this year. McVeigh, whatever the guy's yeah. name was out in L.A. who kicked the field goal. Oh, the game. right. Yeah, that one was good. Rat Fink. Well, he was he was looking out for the alumni. <laughs> you got to do one for them every now and then. Drew is here. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go. I don't know what. I don't know why. I have no clue what we're doing here. Talk some sports. But why would why would you do that? Talk some sports. <laughs> what sports do you watch? You watch the Capitals, no? Like, what am I supposed to talk about? I can't with you? believe. I mean, I'm almost shocked. What are they, what are they five, five, four, and one? Because they won the other night over Columbus. Are, are they? I can't believe they have five so. wins. I I didn't know they had five. They're wins. terrible. How'd the Sharks do last night? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Did they win? Yeah, they won. Ah, I bet on the Flyers. Ah, Did they really? Ah, yeah, they won two to one. Ah, San Jose ah, won, ah, beat the Flyers. They scored like five minutes in. Oh, San Jose, unbelievable. The so worst team in the history. The Flyers, I love it. Worst I, team in the history of hockey. I don't love it because I bet on Philadelphia. God. Last on. time. I just got to mention <laughs> Last <laughs> time. How did San Jose, <laughs> how did the Flyers do? Yeah, there you go. Last I hear night. Uh, the Sharks are the worst team in the history of hockey, so I imagine it went good for the Flyers, right? I imagine it was a, it was a good night. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, my bet hit. I had a good night. Anything? How about you? 
I did. Not, I had Florida Gulf Coast over in uh, to cover against Indiana. Against Indiana, they won they out, right? Right? No, oh, no, they won out. They covered. Well, who, co- who? There were a couple of. Oh, Presbyterian beat Vanderbilt <laughs> last night. Yes. Did they really? Yeah, and somebody else. Somebody beat DePaul. Who beat DePaul uh, last night? Fort Worth, Purdue, Fort Worth. Not definitely not Fort Worth. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Sorry, but that's okay. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Not exactly, but you know, we'll go with it. Fort yeah, Worth. IPFW <laughs> beat. Um, uh, yeah, they beat the DePaul last night. Were there any others? I feel like those are the only two that I saw floating no. around. Well, this Sal morning. beat Drexel, and I had Drexel. In that, so mm-hmm. that was a bummer. So they, they, I love how in Philly they just go right at it right away. Yeah, they don't really. The Philly teams just they don't, start they don't waste any. The, they don't invite Delaware State in for a. Philly just, teams just. Well, okay, but but they don't count Drexel as part of that. They just included, no, but it's a Philly school. It's them. half a block from. I understand that, but they like treat them as sort of like the the kid like sister a right. little bit. You but, know what I mean? but the Philly schools just start playing right away. St. Joe's will play Villanova in a week. Villa, uh, you know, uh, Pan will play somebody. Like, I don't just... know. I don't really know what the wisdom is for Maryland playing in this tournament this weekend. Like that seems. Is this very... the one that's Clemson and uh, uh, Davidson, Davidson? And it seems a little early in the year to be playing in an event like that when I, nobody's playing anybody this week. I guess what about college basketball getting blasted by Colorado. Well, they were competitive for a while, actually, in that game. That game was the first half was close. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. They were competitive oh, okay. in that game. That was not Colorado you know, came out in the second. Did you half see what and, I, I did? did. Morgan and Arizona. Oh no, oh, no, why? UMBC. Well, I that saw, one they uh, should have had. UMBC should have beat Louisville. Uh-huh. Louisville's horrendous. but Louisville's awful. Right? They're terrible. Like, no disrespect to UMBC. No, no, and that's the thing. You, you still you get beat to, them by one point. You still get to say that you beat an ACC team, right? But it's an ACC team. Right. I mean, Louisville is. God awful, terrible, like, atrociously bad. Once you stop, well, I mean, and everybody can do it now. So, but once you stop paying the players, once you yeah. stop piecing it's off weird, the players, it's, it's weird that they decided now to stop doing that. And now right. they're terrible. Right. Like that's the funniest part. Louisville's they're like, like, we're like, not. No, you guys the- understand that you can do that. Right. Louisville's like, we're not doing that anymore. How we're about, not. How about all of the gaslighting from Michigan this week? Like, look, and it, we, it's unreal. It's, we talked about this. I am not. Even all that worked up, but I understand it's that if you cheat, like there, if you don't punish someone, then there are no rules, right? Like it, you had a rule, you're gonna have to punish them for it. Their bit where they're no longer even attempting to not deny it anymore. Everyone, everyone, they're, they're we're just, using our signs. They're just trying to. Yeah, but here's what this guy was doing, and here's I swear to God, they're about they're about to start like saying, "Did you know this guy was gay?" Like I, I swear right. to God, they're about to go to that length right. to try to wag the dog and get people to stop. It's talking hilarious. About it. It's all the exact. And but the Big Ten is, is partly to blame for this because from Jump Street, they should have just said, "Okay, um, this, you could adjudicate this in six hours. Get in a room, go through all the stuff. You know they're guilty. Just decide what you want to do. Do you want to? I, I don't even care what you do. You can't." take wins away from them. I think that's too extreme. But you could say, oh, last year when you won the Rose Bowl, you, you didn't win that game. Or you figure something out. But they're so guilty. It's in, And we now, and I said this to you last week or two weeks ago when I was here, like you have to, the first thing you have to figure out is how much of this did Harbaugh know? Like that to me is the most pressing question. I- I disagree it's with the, that part. It's the most pressing question. I, I think that makes it the easiest on them, but the, the idea that you're going to try to – first of all. No, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. – uh, Harbaugh knew. Of course he did. I'm I'm saying that is the first and most pressing question. But I, I, okay, I, we have all this information. We, we hear that a staffer got in his car and drove to Purdue and stole signs and wore Central Michigan gear. We got all of that. Do, do we have any evidence at all that the head coach of the program 
was involved in the orchestration of this. And, and the word is they don't. And I don't think they're going to get it. It's a joke. Of I, course. We, they, we know. They might not have. Jim Harbaugh might not have known that that kid was getting in his car at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and driving to Purdue and buying a ticket and sitting on the sidelines and sneaking into Central Michigan or Michigan State, wherever the game was, sneaking in, wearing their gear. He might not have known all of that. But what he did know was on Saturday, that guy stood next to him and said, that sign right there means that they are going to do press coverage. And he had no... And he knew that. Either, either he knew that. Either had no interest because he knew, I don't want to know, don't tell me how it is that you got this information, or... He knew damn well how they got the information, but made sure there was no paper trail, right? But like, do either one sure of those matter? They don't, and that's they shouldn't. Let's make that part clear. It's weird because this I was, is the old. This is the old days, right? I hate to bring Dude, this what, up. I guess the seven years is over. The Durant's brother driving around Towson in that Escalade, right? Don't tell me. Like, but that was the the word. That, uh, all of the coaches. We talked about this. Right. All every coach. He was terrible, by the way. That knew they got the wrong one. They had to. I'm, do, I'm convinced. By the way, Pat thought he was getting Kevin. I don't think anybody thought they were getting Kevin. I don't I think, think Pat, that's the case. I think Pat thought he was getting Kevin. I thought he thought. And when Tony showed up, <laughs> right. Pat went, "Wait a minute. What is, what is this? This is <laughs> this is not the right guy. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> they, they always had this rule. Don't tell me. Just whatever it is. Leave me out of it. I want it that was, boy to come to school here. Right. And play basketball right. for me at Duke. Whatever you got to do. Do it. Don't tell me what you're doing. I that's plausible deniability, right? Like that I you can be the fall guy and we'll take care of you when you have to be the fall guy. When you're the end one who ends up losing their job over this, don't worry. Well, that's we'll what happened take- to the guy about Sebastian Telfair. Um the dude from the uh, Vaquero guy. Oh, like, Sonny he, Vaquero. he he 100% got that kid to go to Louisville. 100%. I don't doubt that even right. for a second. But the And Louisville po- was like, man, this is sure great right, to have you right. here. The point, you chose us off over all those other schools. It's totally possible that Jim Harbaugh just said, whatever you're doing, either don't tell me or make sure there's no way that anybody, may, whatever it is, there may be no text messages, no you know emails, but Jim no knew nothing. That's a, but Jim knows what, this is against the rules. But that's the point. The point being, the Big Ten, so this is the, the NCAA has a bylaw that says, you don't. There ha- doesn't have to be any evidence. You have to control your program, right? And if you don't, and they, it is broad, right? Like they have written it because they figured out this is what all the coaches were doing for years. It's broad. If we find out that the mascot is involved with something, we're coming after you. If because the idea is you're supposed to be the one that has all of the power. You're supposed to be the one that can tell all, you knock it off. Don't do any of this stuff. And if you say so, then they'll listen because you're the one with all the power there. So don't. If you get wind that anyone is doing anything shady, you're the one who's supposed to step in. The coaches, of course, have no interest in that. Well, they're coaching. In one, they're I'm coaching. coaching. I've got one, no time for this. Two, they also will tell you they know what other schools are doing, and they understand. But they don't they, know what they're doing. They understand they have to compete. They but no, but the, the funniest part is right, yeah, that, Jim Harbaugh didn't know his own Jim, guy was doing Jim it. Harbaugh knows everything that they're doing at Purdue. Every single thing right. that they're doing to steal something, whatever it is. I got no idea knows. what this yeah, guy's doing. I, this guy, this is... What, I can't believe that. And, and he's not cooperating with I'm you? As, Shameful. I'm, he's out. I'm as shocked as you yeah, are. as shocked as you are. <laughs> it's unreal. It, it, it's so laughable. The Big Ten policy, however. I, I, I say just let them all do it. I know. That was your answer. <laughs> that but, is the but answer. The, but you see that the goofy part is the Big Ten policy has no clause for that. The, the Big Ten policy is you have to prove the coach was involved. So the Big Ten now has no 
I, I can prove it. I'm I'm a dummy, and I can prove it. We know. Right. We know. Uh, but they don't have a smoking gun. They don't have an email. Other so, than the guy standing on the so, sideline next to the so coach. The Michigan's saying, well, if you don't have that. Right. Again, because this is where we are in academia now. But Ohio State. <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang on a second. But, we, but, but this is but Rutgers. It's, it's such a bigger statement. Rutgers is like, have you seen us play? Drew, it's such a bigger statement about the country. At one point, the job of the university president was the one to come in and say, "You don't just get to get away. We are an institution. We have of higher learning. Yeah, we have to do. Th- you don't just get to cheat and get away with it. If you're cheating, we have to step in and say the school is bigger than this, and that's the way that it goes." That, those because you days can't are, have the kids cheating on their tests. Those days are over. Right. The university president answers to the football team. So the university president of the University Except of Michigan. Except at Maryland. That's true. Yeah, where, where football matters. Loxley, Loxley yeah. walks in and goes, let me tell you something. Yeah, the guy's yeah. like, who are you? Well, yeah, what, for what reason? <laughs> um, but it, Michigan, that guy, the president, now says... Well, if you don't have any evidence. When they go to lunch. That guy knows damn when, well. When they go to lunch, he pays for lunch, and Jim says... Sure. Do me a favor, pick that right. bill up, would you? That guy is the university president knows exactly what was going on. That guy is not bamboozled even for a second. He knows exactly what was happening, but he's the one that goes to the Big Ten and says, well, I read your bylaws, and if you don't have a smoking gun and you try to discipline us, then we're going to sue you. That's how effed up we are as a country. Right. That now the people that are supposed to be the adults in the room are just the ones that say, no, we're allowed to cheat. That's the way that it works here. So how are they? I swear to God, if anyone, just let them all do it. I, but I mean this: if I there is a kid out. that has been kicked out of Michigan for cheating in the last ten years on a test, they absolutely should sue the school. One hundred percent should turn around and say, "You are the ones that are saying it's okay to cheat. How is it that I'm not allowed to cheat? Why well, don't understand this?" And the Michigan bit where they're like, "Well, yeah, but it's the same. What we're doing is no different than what anybody else is doing." Yeah, but Rutgers. Yeah, but what about Rutgers? What about what about what all these other schools? And Rutgers are doing? is like, we, have you seen us play? It, it's not helping. <laughs> give us where you could give us six years worth of something. It isn't helping. You us. could walk out on the field and walk over to Greg Schiano and, and say, actually, when they we're call Rutgers, calling a, a sweep right now, when, it's going to be a sweep. And there's nothing that we're going to be able to do. When they send Rutgers the the email that says we're yeah, we're right. thinking about. We're thinking about removing all your wins. Rutgers is like, which two are you talking about? (laughs) You mean that time we beat Fairleigh Dickinson by by three in overtime? And and then they say to Rutgers. Rutgers is actually kind of good. Maryland might not beat Rutgers. You're right. Then they say to Rutgers, like, if this continues, we might have to disband the program. And Rutgers goes, (laughs) no. Really? (laughs) They're like, hope it gets this thing with the Browns and they get a whole new team in a few years. Wait, can we take three years off and just come back with a new team? So tell us, so tell us again, real quick, what we have to do. The funniest part about all this, like, what do we saying, have to do again to get disbanded? You, you know who's really going to get punished for all of this. You know, they, the NCAA will come down hard. Yeah, on, they're going to come on Ohio down State. Hard. Oh, no, 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 on Central Michigan. Right, yeah, that's right. who's going to be the one that's going to. How dare you allowed? That rogue individual on your... They're going to shut Central no Michigan down. No institutional control. For a decade. Right? No bowl game, right. no scholarship. Central Michigan SM, is going to get the death penalty. SMU treatment. Right. You, you allowed this guy on your sidelines. And Michigan. You, oh, I can smell this from a mile away. No doubt. Here's how it's going to go with Michigan. They're going to announce a two-game suspension. Right. Michigan's going to appeal. Harbaugh's going to say an, another one? Yeah, right. They're going right. to get an injunction. Right. Harbaugh will be allowed to coach. Michigan going to get hammered in the, the college football playoff the way they always do. Right. And then at the end of the year, 
the Big Ten and Michigan will come together on an unprecedented uh, punishment of like a $20 million fine right. and an agreement that we're going to set up anti-cheating policies within the – and this is the the biggest penalty that's ever been handed down. Instead of just saying, and, oh, what the hell, everybody go do it. <laughs> just cheat. Well, go ahead. I, the funny thing is the more you talk to people about sign stealing within football, the, like we brought it up with Tyus last night on the Tyus Bowser show. You'll hear it in segment number three this week. Like they all kind of look at you like, dude. And? I, I mean, and like what? Now the coaches. There have been more coaches this week that have been willing to say that there is something uniquely different about this. It's just so it's bizarre to me to think that no one else was doing. If th- it doesn't seem all that difficult to buy a ticket to a game. See, I, I again, go, I w- the film that you are given does not have the sidelines. Right, sure. So if there's a world where Michigan was the only team that had film of their opponent's sidelines, then unquestionably they would have a serious advantage. But if you were a Maryland fan, I know, I'm, I'm talking about Maryland football fans, so there's nobody. Um, Four of you. Yeah, right? Like, if you're one of them and you just thought to yourself, you live in Wisconsin, Maryland's getting ready to play Wisconsin. Maybe I'll go to the game on my own, sit in the fifth row and film the signals, and then you sent an email to somebody like, hey, I don't know if this could help you, but here it is. I don't know. I I really don't understand how that's an enforceable rule. I really don't, honestly, understand. Anybody can buy a ticket to a game. We figured out this one, so once we figured it out, I get it. They have to be punished. They have to be punished for it. But I never understood how it's all at all enforceable. It's sort of what I said with the Astros. Like, Bell, by the way, Belichick reads all of this and goes, "I was, right. I was doing the this guy, fifteen years, guy, and I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I was doing this fifteen years ago. Do you see the story before the Super Bowl? Do you see the story yesterday where there's a non-zero chance he gets fired mid-season? The Boston Globe reported yesterday there is a non-zero chance that they fire him mid-season. I don't believe it. I don't believe. To Bill Belichick, you're going to do that? You have. Do, do you know what the new. This is a great. What do you know about the New England Patriots before Bill Belichick was the coach, Griffin? Um, I know they did win a Super Bowl, right? Sure that. as hell did not. Well, they didn't, they, they did. lost to the Bears. Oh, okay. And to the Packers in All the right. Super Bowl. Once. So I knew they were sure they great hel- helmets. They did have that. Start with that. Name, name a Patriots player before Bill Belichick was the coach. Name one. I don't think I can. Yeah. I don't think I can. I mean, I can, but only because I was but twenty. Yes. And look it, it, again, you people your age could name Michael. Hens. Yeah, and, and his and his yeah. you could name Gino Capaletti. You in could, his lifetime, there the, Tom Brady has been there. But in his yeah. lifetime, the Patriots are the the gold standard of football organizations. Right. He has no clue they that before terrible. they existed, it wasn't just they were bad. They were the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they were terrible. They were the laughing stock of the NFL. They had two blips on the radar where they made kind of fluky runs to a Super Bowl and both times got their asses handed to them. They were never a threat. Great helmets, though. Great helmets. Great. You know what? We don't agree on much. You're obsessed with it, but we agree the helmets are phenomenal. That yeah. part we agree about. Steve the Grogan. Patriots, this is like talking about the Capitals before Alex Ovechkin got there. Right. Well, like, 
No, you know what? You're right. The Patriots were, were worse. Oh, way worse. You're right the about Capitals that. The Capitals were relevant they were, for, uh, from the late moments. 80s. Yeah, they I mean, had They moments, went to the final. Right. They right. were a really good team in the late 80s, early 90s. They went to they, the final. They had that that Stanley Cup final run was fluky, and they got their asses handed to them by the Red Wings in the finals. I mean, like, that was fluky. That wasn't – they weren't building to something. It was just sort of something that – that was a blip on the radar. They had good okay. players. Yeah. Bondra was a hell of a player, and um, – They had good Kolzig, goal, goal you know, pending. like – Yeah. Right. Jim Carrey for a minute. Like, they had – Yes, Jim Carrey. No, same one. Though. Exactly right. Um, but they, people his age have no idea – that the Patriots were a joke. They were Maryland football. Right. Like that, they were nothing. And so the idea of. And then they got that quarterback. Correct. But Bill Belichick came along. And and they got that quarterback. It's obvious now which one was more significant in the story. Although, if he just had a decent quarterback right now. Right, right, right. If they. If. I don't even know who you would put it. Like, I, I, I. And I'll. I couldn't believe how bad. And I. I don't even know how to chronicle Geno Smith like in the in the 32 NFL starters. Where is he? 24? Is he 14? If he's 14, it says a lot more about yeah. how terrible the rest of them are. Geno Smith and was it's, terrible the and other it's, day. By the way, it's possible he's right in that. He was terrible. There, there are 10. They were terrible. There are 10. Might, they're not even really 10. There's like nine really good but, quarterbacks. But would New England be better with him? Yes. Yes, they'd be better with him. They okay. wouldn't be. So that's, they that, couldn't compete for a Super Bowl. But, but that be says something about him. Right, that if Belichick got oh, he, him, this was his guy. But the, the, this is in part. No, the, this kid from Alabama. The Belichick awful. problem in part is it's awful. proving that he might not be as good of a general manager as we were giving him credit for. Like I think for a little while, we were missing the fact that Tom Brady was probably propping up some guy. I, what would Julian Edelman have been if Julian Edelman was a Chicago Bear? Right, because Julian Edelman, while not a Hall of Famer is a hall of very good and a guy who at some point might end up being in the room to be discussed he, as a hall of famer. He 100% will get in the room. I don't think he'll make it. No, I don't think he's but a hall of famer. He'll get in the room. Yeah, I think he'll end up being in the discussion for the hall of fame. But if Julian Edelman was a Chicago Bear, I, I don't know what Julian Edelman was. So that's the But you could say that about you could I, say I, the same thing about Carson Palmer. Um like Carson Palmer would have been if he would have played for a real team, right. he would have been very good. Carson, I'm convinced. You know, it's of so that. funny you say that though. But Carson Palmer was, if not for the injury, Carson Palmer. Well, that that single-handedly changed, his, changed the fortune of the Cincinnati that Bengals. Cha- that changed we had, his we career. We had Jay Gruden on the other day. People forget that, like the again, this goes back to the Bengals were the laughing stock. The Bengals and the Patriots are laughing stocks of football. The Bengals were an utter complete laughing stock. Carson Palmer showed up and helped. They not, weren't not, great, but, but they were legitimate. Like they right. were, they were in the playoffs. They right. were. This was things that could Chad not, Johnson. They had real, real. It, it real was people. not dissimilar to the effect that Matt Stafford had on the Lions. Again, they weren't going to win a championship, right? But they were not dreadful any longer. Then Carson Palmer got hurt and was never the same after that. Although briefly in Arizona at the end, he was pretty good again. Like helps to have Larry Fitzgerald to throw the ball to, obviously. Um I just I think that we overestimated Bill Belichick, the general manager. I still think as a coach, he's a hell of a coach. I think the problem was we gave him too much credit as a general manager when some of it was simply these players are being propped up by the existence of Tom Brady. I, I he was pretty good. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. I I hear he was okay. I hear he was a decent player. I don't think I don't think Let's go back I, and beating up Harbaugh. 
Yeah, you want to go back to that? Even oh, John, this, even John this, was bristling at it this week. That, you know what's really funny? Like, I, what is it? Was there an obligation for somebody to ask John about it? Sure. Why? It's his brother. But I like that's hundred percent. I don't know if that's fair. A hundred percent. That's fair. One hundred percent. It's a, it's a prominent football story involving your brother. One hundred percent. That's fair. And it's also fair for John to say, "Blow it out your rear end." But it 100% is fair. Would it be fair if John's mother was ill and they said something about John's mother being ill? N- no. This is a football story. This th- That would be my argument with John if John got pissy and said, you know, what, why'd you bring that up? Because it's a football story. It's like he got mad at me that time about uh, they hadn't scored in the first half yeah, but in that, seven But games. that has to do with his team. That's a very different thing. I understand, thing. but it's your brother, I, I, and it's a football story. I this is I'm really torn about. I've, I've thought about this for some time. I don't know why, but this one is, is it fair? He has nothing to do with this. At not all. at all. But not you're, even you're remotely. welcome to ask him his opinion on it. He doesn't have to answer it. Okay. But if, he doesn't have to answer it, but I, hey, John. If you're saying what is your opinion about it, because sure. I, I do think that's relevant to the football conversation at all. The, in, John, have you spoke to your brother? How's he handling all this and the fact that he has cheated for the last five years? I, I think okay. that's very fair to I'll ask. I'll listen him. to that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason. And if John doesn't want to answer that, or John wants to say, I, I, you know, what I talk to my brother about is none of your business. No problem. But he, John can't get, John can't bristle about a question regarding his brother. And in the same way that if they won the national championship, John is going to be asked, "Have you had a chance to talk to your brother about them beating, you know, Georgia?" John would answer that. Yeah, it's great. Harbaugh, boy. Yeah, he's very excited Nobody about it, works right? harder than yeah. us. Well, but they would never beat Georgia, so that's not something they would ever Whatever. have to. But like, that, like they it, can't do that. I'm okay. not sure. But it's very fair to ask him, this is, this is all, in a way, quite comical, because all this is, the hubbub about this. By the way, this, you better put that meter up to about 80%. Yeah, you're, you're all bullish about it. Someone moved it. Yeah. What is going on in here? I don't here? know. <laughs> Somebody comes in here and messes with the meter. It's definitely... Not have it. I, I could. Should I hit record on this overnight and we'll see, see what it. happens? Yeah, see yeah what leave happens. it recording so I can look over the and ghost see. Ghost of the meter. Somebody comes in here and moves the meter in the middle of the night. I can tell you who's not going to the Super Bowl: Seattle. <laughs> They're not. They, they were, were terrible. They were terrible on Sunday. I, I sat that. The, the punter. We, the poor punter. He was ready to leave after the first quarter. We were crushing him. I was three rows from the punter. He stood there the whole day. We were annihilating him. Talking about overtime pay and what. what uh, who's who? Anybody on your team getting a check today besides you? We were crushing this guy. He actually thought it was funny after a while. Hickson is that his name? Yeah, uh, Dixon. 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 Michael Dixon. Dixon, Dixon yeah, I think right. is his name. Yeah. He was their best player. All right, he was well, their he, MVP? Well, he was their only player. Challenging MVP. What else did anybody do? The whole game changed when they, when Goofy Odell Beckham fumbled the ball, and uh, Goofy we, Odell Beckham. We wound up Goofy. We wound up kicking a field goal out of it. Right. <laughs> It was a ten point swing. <laughs> like they get the ball in great field we, position. They were gonna, it was going to be fourteen to ten at the half instead of seventeen and to Kyle three. Kyle Van Noy, who was just was not was not on a football team, right? No, was unemployable. All of a sudden, says, "Don't worry, guys. This will be my possession. Right? I'll get it. I'll just I'll just go take care of this." Seattle one was terrible. You. There were a lot of Seahawks people there. I couldn't get over how many Seahawks people were there. I somebody said that to me. I get the sense that that is. They don't come to the East Coast very frequently, so like if you sure. are from nice Seattle, nice time of the year. But if you're, I know I'm, I don't think it's people from Seattle. I think it's if you are from Seattle and you live basically anywhere on the in East Boston Coast, Boston or this was your opportunity gotcha. to. So come the whole see row with me, they were all from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I never got the connection. I said to the guy after 
it was obvious we were going to win. I said, man, you guys, tough trip here. Huh? Coming east to uh, see this fiasco. He's like, oh, uh, we drove uh, two and a half hours. We're from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think it's very much there a— were like 10 of them. And I didn't even look at their schedule. They might have played another game on the East Coast this year, but like, I get the sense that it's basically— Yeah, didn't they play they, the Giants in New York? That might be right. That might be right. I think that one did. might be a little bit more difficult to I get because did. it's a bigger market. Right. But well, the Giants are really good. Well, yeah. How, how would anybody how be giving up their Giants? some of these games Giants? that are on the, the these games that they the, the that they're time, leaving the on the prime schedule. time schedule this week? I get that you can't move the Is, Thursday games. Like th- those are what they are. There but are the other games. There are, are two great one o'clock games this week. Yeah, you can't. Are you that, telling me you can't take the small part the of the Vikings country. and the Bears on Monday night and just say to them? Two weeks ago, hey, guys, by the way, you're going to play on Sunday. Well, they're going to do that now, apparently. They're going to move. But not this week. Not this week. Right. Late in the season, I guess it is, for Monday Night Football. I'm saying that this week makes no sense. I think they should never publish the schedule until Tuesday. <laughs> every, that's what college football does, right? I think just every Tuesday. Okay, Ravens, Colts this week. Yeah, Go get them. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Um, so this week. You're getting on Sunday night football, Jets Raiders, and on Monday night Broncos Bills. At like, I guess the Bills are at least still kind of a draw because Josh Allen's the quarterback. But like, that's three teams involved in the two primetime games that no one has any interest in watching. Meanwhile, I didn't one, watch one second of the game on Monday night. Not one second of the game. But what were you watching instead? College basketball. They weren't good UMBC, games. UBC was about to beat Louisville. They, they didn't. I don't know if you heard. They it didn't happen. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. What did you watch? Oh, instead? I know what I watched. Mo- yeah, Monday night, I watched. Um, was it? Oh one. Yeah, two thousand one uh, British Open. There you go. David Duval at Royal Lytham. <laughs> By the way, Jeremy and I told. Or, uh, Jeremy wasn't there, but I was telling Jeremy the story of the time that. Uh, we were scheduled to have dinner with um, uh, Nance and Faldo, and someone took over the entire ex- oh. to the point where, to the point where, Ray and I decided we had other, other things we could do that evening. We decided there were couldn't other even, places. For couldn't us even to be. sit around with Nick Faldo and talk golf. Yep, I've, I've been to England before. Yep, there was a lot of that. That I night. had fish and chips before. Right. Je- Je- I said, Jeremy, you don't understand. We had to leave. He was like, I don't get it. I said. Think about it for I've a had second. Fi- I've had fish and chips. Think about, think about who might have taken that event over. Oh. Yeah, J- Ray and I went to Hooters. We left the nice dinner, left the nice dinner on CBS's dime to go to Hooters that night. Mm. That was how things went. These are the 1 o'clock games on Sunday that part of the country will be able to see. Browns-Ravens. Browns, 24-10. Thank you. Texans Bengals, which is Texans thirty one thirty. Oh, you're all in. You see their helmets. I, that's a great point. Forty Nine ers Jaguars, three objectively Jaguars. really good 20, games. Twenty eight twenty four. I, I we can debate whether or not we think the Browns are really good. They at least they're terrible. We're gonna light them up. But come on, three really good games with exciting players that the country would want to see, and instead, nope. Enjoy. You get Jets Raiders on Sunday night. Don't even try. I heard a friend of mine told me, uh, who follows the Browns, they took the word rub out of all of the offensive plays of the Browns. There you go. That's true. When we come back. No more. When we come back. We'll do screens and we do, but no more rub. Thank you. Hey, uh, real quick. Sunday. No, no, I I think we're good here. I don't think we need to. I think think we. Sure. Yeah. I I think we. You know, rubs. Yeah. Deshaun. Do I have to maybe, explain next, it? maybe next time I'll perform for you. 
I don't think there's going to be a next time. <laughs> yeah, no, you uh, like my, I'm into rap music yeah. now. Maybe next time I'll sing for you. No, uh, I, think, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be, I don't think somehow that's going to be something. Letterman said, somehow I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's what he said. Hey, this Sunday, I don't know what your plans what do you are gas this them Sunday. Up on? You know any veterans in your life? What do you or? gas them up on? You know, you have any veterans in your life? Oh, my dad was in the Korean War. Well, I, but people, I'm, I'm, I, your dad's no longer with us. Of right, course. right. You know any veterans in your life these days? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would like oh, you. Yeah. I would like you. I'm asking yeah, yeah, you yeah. to do me a favor. Okay. Because on Sunday, Towson University is hosting a really big Veterans Day event starting at 10 a.m. It's free. Okay. Okay. It's a family-friendly event with a fun zone, free food, m- live music, as well as workshops and speakers and opportunities to vend for vendors to connect with each other, job opportunities that could be available for veterans. It is a huge event, and okay. they're hosting a game watch, of course, for Ravens-Browns, and then afterwards, uh, Femi Ayambadejo and I are going to do our part of Project Game Day from right there live at Towson University, so you get the opportunity to come out and meet a Super Bowl champion. Wh- wh- where is this? It's in the, the University th- Union at oh. Towson Okay. on Sunday, starting at 10 a.m., free event. Right. It's, it's open to everyone, but it is meant for veterans as part of Veterans Day weekend this weekend. Okay. We are trying to lift up veterans this weekend there you don't need more information just tell them it's all happening sunday 10 a.m at the university union just show up that's it and they can show up anytime throughout the course of the day if they can't get there at 10 come during the game come after the game and meet femi get a picture and autograph with the super bowl champ it is for veterans well you're there sunday yeah if they want a picture and autograph i mean you're somebody seek help you call loyola soccer I, i do that that was tough last night what they lost in the semifinals. The men? No. Yep. Where? At home. Oh, no. Don't, please tell me it didn't go to penalty kicks. No, they lost 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Oh, my gosh. To who? Uh, Lafayette. Not great. Oh Not great. Gosh. No way around that. Not great. I mean, they lost half their team to injuries this season, for what it's worth. It's a miracle that they did Holy what they did. Holy cow. But, yeah, it was tough. That was tough. Anyway, Sunday. We'll All see right. you at Towson University. For okay. Yeah, it sounds like a good day. We'll talk some Ravens, and we'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday next. Drew Forrester's here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. 
Real fresh, real fast, royal funds. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here on GCR. If you missed it uh, last night, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together to talk some baseball. It's awards season. A couple of uh, John Henderson up for Rookie of the Year, Brandon Hyde up for Manager of the Year. They were talking about that. Some of the surprising, how about the Cubs just blowing out David Ross saying, thanks, thanks, Chief. Came within three games of making the playoffs. Yep, but, uh, you know, when you have the opportunity to get Craig Council, who's accomplished nothing in his managerial career, but every, divisions, you know. I understand. Like everybody keeps telling me that Craig, player. everybody tells me Craig Council is like the best manager in baseball. And I'm like, maybe he is, but how do we know that? What are we basing that on? Right. I don't understand. Did you get that opportunity? He had to do it. So they were talking about all that uh, yesterday. Facebook.com/slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab. Go to YouTube.com/slash Pressbox Online or Pressboxonline.com/slash Video. We signed anybody yet? No, they haven't signed that. Nobody signed anybody. Yet. We let Kyle Gibson and Frazier go, but we knew that. But they haven't let them go. We just they just didn't tender them offers. Right, they're not going. Which is part of no one's going to sign those two. Somebody will sign Gibson. Probably, yeah. Somebody would take a chance on Gibson. Um, where are you at with the? I, I this, it's hilarious that this is where you we know are. Alex Trebek died on this date. Did you know that? I, I didn't realize it was on this date. No. What else you got? You got anything I else? I mean, here's what we should do. He died on this date. Who is Alex Trebek? Right. All right, go ahead. Thank you. Yep. Dynamite. I don't... You sure you can't stay for the second hour? Oh, that tree is really pretty up front. Oh, I'm staying the whole time today. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. By I'm the not, way, I don't think we told anybody. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, Jeffrey Chidea from NFL.com, NFL Network, will join us a little bit later on. Uh-huh. As we, what? What is your not beef a, with Jeff Chidea? Not a fan. <laughs> what are also, uh, Jermaine Lewis will join us a little bit later on. Tomorrow night, the Maryland State Athletics Hall of Fame induction. Oh, cool. Uh, Jermaine uh, is the headliner there along with 
Adrian Dantley's going in tomorrow night, as is uh, former Maryland women's coach Chris Weller going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow night. Northern Dancer is going into the Hall of Fame. I don't believe he'll be able <laughs> I to love attend. That. But I love that we're putting horses Don't in. believe that he'll be able. Well, it's a horse from Maryland. Speaking right? of Hall of Fame, Shea Duran was at uh, the football game the other night. They all were. The whole. Uh, well, the, the she's the only one that mattered. <laughs> Dominique Dawes as well. Yeah, Dominique Dawes is in this year's class. You did. You've always loved Shaderon. But they all were there. The, I don't know why, but the entire... Phil Stern Os- broke my heart. Why? With, about her. Oh, because... You know. Not, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Not broke inter- my heart. Not interested. He said, yeah, you so. you, you like Deladon and her? <laughs> you gotta, True. You got to... <laughs> maybe... Can you read between the lines? May, maybe. Like, no, maybe Phil, look I'm into, a dummy. Look into Tell a me what. Deeper. Um, I know the answer is it doesn't matter. Okay, go ahead. Right? I understand that. Right. Do you think you don't know that? Do you think the Ravens are the best you have team? No of fo- idea. Do you think the Ravens are the best team in football right now? That doesn't matter. Thank you. <laughs> do I think that? Yep. Um. I. I maybe. Yeah. I. I think the Eagles are really good. I, I. I can't get over how much better that kid is at quarterback than I thought he would be. That that hurts as a hell of a quarterback. He he almost he, was at Maryland. He he is a really really good quarterback, and I did not, I I missed on that one, um, but yeah, I think the Ravens' defense is very good. Obviously, um, I still I I keep saying this about the offense. I think the Ravens' offense is good. I think the quarterback is great. Mm-hmm. I don't think the offense is all that good, honestly. But I, I, I let me let me stop. Okay. I, I I screwed up there. I think the offense is good. Yeah. People get offended by that. I think they have a good offense. I don't think it's great. I think the quarterback's great. I you know what's interesting? I think I I ooh, I'm gonna break out in highs. No, I, I think I'm inclined to agree I with don't you. See the offense as I, being a world beater. I I feel like I would say it a different way. I don't think they. I think to your point, they have an exceptional quarterback. They have an exceptional tight end. I don't know how many other exceptional players they have on that side of the ball. They sure, while this is the one of the more competent groups of wide receivers they've ever put together, it's a very low bar. You just brought up Philadelphia. No one on the planet thinks that the Ravens' wide receivers are at the level of the Eagles' wide receivers. Those guys are insane. They, yeah, there ain't an A.J. Brown on this roster. Now, right. to the point, again, Mark Andrews, we do believe, is in the... The, uh, the highest echelon, he's either number two or number three in the entire league sure. as far as tight ends go. We believe he is that of a well, upper Wilcox echelon. Wilcox is gone. Right, that's a great point. He was always holding down that number two spot. Um, I don't think they have those wide receivers. I still think that they have a remarkably efficient offense. I wrote about this the other day. I, here, here's, I went to the game on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and that's the story for another day. Like I went to the game, and I, I, I kind of I remind myself of this all the time. I'm the game itself when you're there. I, I think it was different when we sat in the press box, and only and I don't even know why that is. I feel like when we sat in the maybe it's because we did have freedom of movement in the press box, and you could go take a leak and you didn't have to stand in line and mm-hmm. you could time it right. Oh, and I, if you wanted a coffee, sure, I'm, or I, I don't, I can't believe you go to a game. Uh, I can't right. believe you. So do that's that. my point. Like e- even I, in the press box, like I could, I could. Walk over three seats and talk to Mark Viviano about kids and running. You can and watch golf whatever stupid what, golf tournament right, nobody whatever. cares about is on. Yeah. Right. And, but when you go to the games now as just a patron, I, I, it's dreadful. It's like awful. I, I, it's awful. I said that the other day watching the game. Now I was with good company. Um, it was hot as you know what on my side of the field. It was 
It was almost uncomfortable. Um, it's just it's a it, it's not a dreadful product at all. It's it's a it's a dreadful in stadium product that the Ravens, to their credit, have worked really really hard to to make the entertainment angle of it worthy of your attention but the rest of the i mean they had the dog catching the frisbees at halftime right i i I looked at my friend i'm like this this is the best they could do like i get it maybe they just figure for 15 minutes we'll just do nothing so they had these dogs run around what are they supposed to do i I don't know the answer to that bring creed out let them play they're they're bringing big boy from outcast which is actually quite cool so but anyway um you just you go to the games, and if it's not for this quarterback, mm-hmm. if this kid's not the quarterback, we're I don't know what we'd be doing. I mean, we'd be falling asleep. He he's were he had, there's not many guys you would ever say this about in sports. This is a pretty big statement. He's worth the price of admission. 100%. And there are not many guys like that in any sport. Steph Curry. I mean, I'm going back over a long time. We used to say this about Stamenkovich with the blast. Mm-hmm. He and this is why we would you go because you don't know what you might see that guy do. And, right. And, and not only here, mm-hmm. we'd go to Wichita and they'd have 6,400 in there on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And the next Friday night, we'd come to town. They'd have 9,700. Mm-hmm. Like he was worth the price of the but ticket. This has been the existence of the Washington Wizards. With all due respect, it's there are going to be basketball stars that are going to come. And if you're a basketball Look, no one here cares about the Washington Wizards. There's like five people in D.C. that care about the Washington Wizards. But it still matters because at some point... LeBron's coming in. Steph Curry's going to come to town. And you're going to say, I'll drive down there to watch Steph Curry. 100%. This kid now in San Antonio is now now the league drawing card. It's him, right? But anyway, so um, I don't know. You go to the games, and if you're there in person, it... It's, there's something different about it that you've got to really work hard to, unless you're just imbibing and having a fun and right. trying to kind of forget what the score is at the end of the game. Um, well, I, do think I don't still know how for, we got on the offense. On, young, but I, I brought that up to say part of what happens when you go to these games, Like, and, and granted, Sunday was disastrous. It was great because they won 37-3. Right. But from the second quarter on, yeah, it, was, it was awful. Right. Would I had rather seen the game be 23-20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would have. The under still would have hit. So, yeah, I would have. <laughs> but, Selfish. <laughs> but, you know, it. part of what's happened with us here is that for so long – We've been offensively challenged. And I, I wrote about this on on Monday, like my review of the whole thing was, I couldn't help but think on Sunday when I was sitting there, this goes back to your question about the team. Yeah. I, I'm very fearful, and it's just because it's happened twice. I'm very fearful that they're going to go 14-2 and two or whatever they're going right. to go, 13-4, and, and, yeah. and they're going to play the Dolphins or insert team here and they're going to lay an egg. And we're going to go through the same thing. And I'm not singling Lamar well, out when I say this, but it always comes back to this. If we lose 38-35 to the Titans two years, four years ago, whatever, mm-hmm. or the Chargers, and Lamar balls out, everyone's like, no problem. 
when you when he lays the egg and you lose 28 to 12 and 20 to 10 or whatever those scores were and I, I'm I'm watching it the other day and everybody's rooting and cheering and hooting and hollering and I'm like boy I hope you're doing this in January and I hope the Bills don't come in here and beat us 15 to 13 like that's I, what worries me I, our offense our I defense you. remember I, right. remember the Colts right. game no when, I know I know I understand. I hear everything you're saying, and I would say twofold. One of the things that we've talked about this week is I think there is a burden that faces. When we talk about are they the best team in the NFL right now, the Ravens are faced with a burden that's unlike a lot of other teams. The Bills maybe feel this burden a little bit. It's a burden of nothing you can do in the regular season matters. really matters. Uh, you got to get in. Right. Because And you'd like to have a home game. 100%. All of those but things. But none of that matters. Hell, you'd like to be in line to host the AFC but Championship But none of it matters. Game. But uh, we, the only judgment that can be offered is we've seen you win in the regular season before. So this is good, but that trepidation that you're talking about is real. Right. So now they're 7-2. and two. So the, to, to your point, and maybe this again goes back to the way it felt in the stadium the other day. Um, a football coach, and, and I often challenge people to think like the coach. So when people are calling in the radio shows afterwards, and we used to say this on the air, like, we only won 27 to 22. Something's wrong. Bench this guy. Right. Do, we would say the same thing every Monday. Like, are you insane? They won the game. Mm-hmm. Think like the coach, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't think like the coach, because John doesn't care that they're 7. John's thrilled they're 7 and 2 mm-hmm. and about to be 8 and 2 and then going to be 9 and 2 or whatever. John's thrilled by that. John's thrilled when they win 37 to 3. I'm a little surprised they didn't score at the end to make, to make it. it 40, 40, I, I'm serious. Yeah. But John's thrilled by that. But I do think it contributes to the malaise of the of the community because of what you just said. Yep, you're 8-2. You pretty much are in now unless you throw up all over yourselves mm-hmm. like you did a few years ago when the quarterback got hurt. Mm-hmm. So you're in. Check back with me yep. in January. Yep. That's what we're judging by. Right. We're judging by that. Like, this is good. It'd be different if we were th- – and the Bengals are going to be a might be a good example of this, and the Vikings, which I can't believe, both got off to terrible starts, and now starting to rev their engine. And it's they're going to play games in December that really matter, mm-hmm. really matter. Mm-hmm. The Ravens might not play a game in December that really matters. Maybe. I mean, they might be. Maybe. The difference might be eleven and six, twelve right. and five, or thirteen and four, and they matter a, a in the lot context. Of, a of, lot of that'll be dependent on what happens next Thursday night, right? Like if they win next Thursday night, that scenario becomes plausible, right? It com- becomes the plausible Jacksonville that, game might matter because Jacksonville might be mm-hmm. thirteen and four, four mm-hmm. uh, twelve and, and you're five for a, right, right. But I, as I watched it the other day, I I just felt this huge. I just it might have just been the game and the fact that Seattle was terrible and we clobbered them I just felt this huge lack of energy in the stadium I, I don't know man it was weird okay but I can't. again I, I'm willing to acquiesce on the fact that it it could have just been the atmosphere because it was 37 to three but the whole fight that whole stupid song whoa, whoa, whoa like it, it's also contrived it I don't know, man. It just felt weird to me. Okay, I I can't I can't speak to it because I wasn't there. Yeah, right. Like I can't I can't add. And anything. I do think part of it is. But yes, I we're we're just gonna wait till we'll see in January. I do think that there is genuine excitement in town. Like I felt that last night when we were out at Guilford All Brewery. Like, I have to assume this is the show. way it is at Georgia with football. 
You're going to the yeah, games to just drink. It, yeah. They're they're beating Mississippi right. fifty-one to ten. <laughs> right. They just are. Right. It's not going to be all that competitive when they play Vanderbilt. They just Tired. played Missouri, yeah. and it was actually a good game. Yeah, and Missouri was good. Right. It was like yeah. thirty to twenty or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. Like, but I mean, when you go to a Georgia football game, you're expecting they're, yes, they're winning. Yeah, I get it. I it's get just it. a question about I how much it. they win, and how much you drink. I get it. And and I think they do drink a lot for what it's worth. <laughs> Hey, uh, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, uh, why don't we play Would You Rather Wednesday real quick, and then you can do it. I'd rather not. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Hit me. Someone who participates today, and the uh, scenarios Hit are up me. at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone who participates will win a shirt of their choice from our friends at Birdland Sports. Number one, uh, he was out with us for the Tyus Bowser show last night. Would you rather the Ravens sign Justin Matabike long term, but lose both Patrick Queen and Geno Stone via free agency, or they sign both Queen and Stone long term? and pull off a tag-and-trade with Matabike. Well, now you're going to make me give an opinion on all three of these people. Mm. Mm. I think this kid, the lineman, is a hell of a player. He's clearly had a huge surge in the last two years. I also look at him in the same way that when Michael Pierce left and Brandon Williams left, like, uh, Pierce, Pierce in particular. Like, Pierce left. Where to go? Minnesota? But he was hurt. He didn't play. But yeah. but he went. But yeah. I, I, As it turns out, I just he's feel, still very good. I just feel like those guys are kind of a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Okay. I really do. A lot do. of people think this guy is more like Haloti Nada. A lot of people think that this is. In fact, the numbers I, would I suggest I don't he is. See that. I, I, okay. The numbers would suggest not only is he better than Haloti Nada, the numbers start to suggest that he is c- more comparable to Aaron Donald. And yeah, I am still. I, I just don't see that. I am that's very lo- reluctant that's to That's local go there. Ravens bias. It's not local Ravens bias. It's the tangible numbers. I am I am reluctant. You and your nerd friends. Right, my nerd friends, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I think they're going to try to keep Queen, personally. And I know what the logic is. I wrote about this today. That you know you can't have two hundred million dollar linebackers. I, I I hear I hear you. I think they're going to try to keep him. I'm not saying that he might not get a hundred and fifty somewhere else and leave. Mm-hmm. Whatever the number is, I think they're going to try to keep Queen. I, I think I'm saying this the nicest way I can say it. Geno Stone's just a guy. He, he's not. If if he, he gets six hurt, interceptions, I on know he does, but. If he gets hurt, the, the one the other day, I could have called. Well, the, I could have. couldn't make that field goal. I made that field goal. <laughs> no, you didn't. Went right in the it middle. Didn't happen. Um, So I'm not – as a, if you said uh, rank them in terms of how enamored you are with them, it would go Queen, Matabike, Matabike and, and – uh, So you would Stone. rather have Queen and Stone? Yeah, because I really would like to have Queen. All right. All right. I think that he – as much as I know how much, as much as I realize we're raving about the impact that Smith has had on Queen, and I and I think it's very obvious. There's some small part of me that also says, well, it's part a, of what Smith has prospered I, by is nobody wants Queen. to talk about how well Patrick Queen was playing for the six weeks before Roquan Smith got. Yeah, here. I mean, no I, one I, ever I wants to talk about that. 
as great as Ray was, mm-hmm. there's no question Ray was great. There were other players there that helped Ray. And and Ray, if he were really telling you the truth, would well, tell you that. Well, he, you know, he would say though, this is this will come back to the first part of this conversation. The single player that Ray Lewis would tell you was there is no debate that no player had more of an impact on he said, his go get career. Me, go get me a run stopper. He said, "That's me. the guy I need." Go get they me got him, and Ray Lewis will tell you right. that no one had a bigger impact as far as players on the field. Hundred percent on the because he would tell you that Marvin, like at the beginning of his career, had an impact on him as a player. But as far as guys, hundred percent, he would share a team with. It so was there's your Nata. there's your argument against let ninety two go. Right is you know what's the impact and and that's kind of what the best that's it's one of the best things about football that most people and I'll raise my hand that most people don't understand and that is the moving parts element of this that for you to get 7 yards I'm just make the 7 mm-hmm. yards just out of the air for you to get 7 yards people have no idea what all has to go right in that span. Like, this guy's got to do this. First of all, you have to know what the call was. You have to understand what the sign was that you stole from Here's the other something team. that was interesting the other day when <laughs> right. Something that was interesting the other day when I was watching the game. Yeah. Because I was row three, section 150, row three. I'm as close to on the field as you can get without being on the field. Mm-hmm. And in our former life, I didn't do it a lot. Some people at the station did. I didn't. I would go down to the field level. I can remember once going down there for Kansas City. Remember the year we clobbered Kansas City in the playoffs? Yes, do I ever like remember. 30-7 yeah. or something. I remember going down yeah, to There the, was someone after that game who was very huggy. It was weird. I remember going down to the field level with three minutes left. And and the stadium was empty. Right. And just being – I remember being down there and being amazed at – how fast it was! Oh, it's insane! It's it, it, the power and, it's the, a, and the speed. It's like watching it's a car crashes. Right. Yeah. So Sunday, I'm I'm in row three, so you know, people can't see when I'm sitting here, but I'm from here to that sidewalk from the field. Like I'm there's the sideline, there's the players walking around. We're yelling at the punter. He hears us. There's the field. I can't get over how little you can hear. And how these teams, how Geno, now he didn't do it the other day because they only scored three points. How Geno Smith ever conveys information to those oh, guys. It's nuts, right? Yeah. It's nuts. And, and, it, and it works. Yeah. Here's the funny part. It yeah. didn't the other day, but you know what I mean. Right. It, and it works. Somehow, these guys are so well-oiled. Even though we can't really hear what's going on, we get the snap right, the blocking works right, and... It's just kind of amazing to be there and watch it that close and to see how much has to go right in order for these plays to work. It goes back to your thing about 92. Like, without him, Roquan Smith would still be a good player. Is he? Does he go from a, from a 9.2 to a 7.2 or from a 9.2 to an 8.7? Like, how much... Of Roquan Smith, right? Or, is because that guy's or plugging it up. Do they think they have? Do they think that Travis Jones is just the next? Sure, right. You know, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we got to fly through these because Jeff Kitty is going to move us, uh, join us here in a second. Whatever. Next eight. Let's pretend salaries aside. Okay. Salaries have nothing to do with it. For the next eight years, would you rather have Josh Allen as your quarterback or C.J. Stroud as your quarterback? I, I would say based on what you've seen, C.J. Stroud. Okay. Based on what you've seen. Small sample size. Based on what you've seen. I would say CJ. CJ. 
you're buying in that he is this like he's I, this it, guy. Okay, so here's the thing, right? And I say this all the time. I don't watch college football. Mm-hmm. I very rarely watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it with a, any kind of discerning eye. He only barely beat Maryland, so I don't know if that I, does that might factor I just, into your. I, I, I just don't watch it enough to to say, but but I put an immense amount of stock in where they get picked mm-hmm. because I know these people that work at One Winning Drive. I know how much they know about football. So when when this kid gets picked number one, that have there been mistakes? Of course, but this doesn't look like a mistake. Sure this doesn't. kid, this I, kid looks way, like he he's didn't, he didn't go number one. No, but I'm saying yeah. he was there in the first pick. Yeah, he was their number. It was number yeah, two. He, yeah. but he was there first pick. Um, there he he looks awfully good. He does look awfully good. All right, and then I'm gonna skip number three just to get to this one because we got to get to our get. We don't have to take a break, so we can go ahead. Um, you uh, show up for th- where do you, do you guys host Thanksgiving? We're going to watch Calvert Hall beat Loyola, and then we're going to go to Hagerstown. You go out to yeah, so you go out to see her family after the after the thirty one ten win. So you show up. Oh, Loyola's pretty good. This they year. are good actually. Yeah, they, it'll be a good game. Yeah, they, it doesn't matter what the records are. The Lo- two teams. Loyola gave Spalding a fit. Uh, it doesn't matter what the so. record is of the two teams, by the way. Yeah, they, it they, tends to be a. Yeah. It's going to be a football game, no matter what. All right. Um. So you show up for the family Thanksgiving dinner. And whoever was in charge completely forgot to do Thanksgiving dinner. Chinese. So instead, well, nope, Chinese is closed that day. I'm sorry. Instead. No, it's not. Sh- stop. Just okay. stop. Oh, gotcha. Your options are you're either having spaghetti for dinner on Thanksgiving. Ho- homemade? You mean yeah, whatever we're going to make it? They're going to have spaghetti in the house. They say, okay. oh, we forgot to do dinner. We're going to make some spaghetti. Um, or, or you could have this delicious DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza that they have there at the house. Which would you rather? Well, wait a minute. Put it back. There you go. That's so the, there's turkey. Yeah, there's green some uh, stuffing, I think. Yeah, little yams, it looks like, that are on there. Some cranberries on the Thanksgiving pizza. So those are your options. You could have some spaghetti on Thanksgiving, or they uh, they just happen to have five of those things in the freezer, and you roll them out, and you have some Thanksgiving pizza for Thanksgiving. I think I'll do the spaghetti. You're going with the spaghetti? You're that pizza doesn't that. look very good. All right. Um, are you staying, or are you yeah, rolling? I'll stay. I mean, be- uh, all right. You need some help. That's a great point. Well, great this guy, point. This guy wants to talk football. Drew, I know. <laughs> what are you going to What are you going to do? Right. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish in studio with us uh, here on a Wednesday. Would you rather Wednesday edition of the program? Let's break down that Jets-Raiders game. All right, no, we're not going to do that. Our next guest this week at NFL.com says that the scariest team in football is the Baltimore Ravens. Says Lamar Jackson, the first-half MVP. It's always a pleasure to welcome back to the program our friend, Mr. Jeff Chidea who's back with us now here on GCR. Jeff, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you as always. Drew's here with me today. Thank you for taking the time for us. No problem. Always had to be on with you guys. So the scariest team in football, the Baltimore Ravens. I know the results have been good of late. They don't have, you know, the the they don't have the wide receivers that some other. We were just talking about it earlier. They don't have AJ Brown. They don't have Jamar Chase out there. Why to you are the Ravens the scariest team in football? Well, you look around the teams that have been playing so far. They've probably been the most consistent. They probably look the most adversity. They obviously have one of the best records in the league, and they have a quarterback who is certainly an MVP race along with the defense that is the best in the NFL right now in terms of points allowed. NFL is very weird this year in that we finally got to a place where defenses have become more prominent, quarterback play has taken a a downturn, and and coaching means more than ever. So if you've got a a good defense, you've got a good coach, you've got a good quarterback, 
you've got a pretty good chance of winning a championship. And when you beat teams like Detroit and Seattle by a combined score of 75 to 9, you think a lot about what you're doing to teams. Uh, Griffin, can we just see if it's po- – I apologize. Uh, Jeff's in a, a bad uh, a sell spot. We understand technology is what it is, and he's very kind to take the time for us. I just don't want to end up having a conversation and nobody being able to hear him. But I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with him, Drew. Like, I, I still uh, – what you said earlier, I don't know ultimately what matters more. Does it matter more to be the team that's playing the best, most complete football, or does it matter more to simply have – the offense that you feel confident that you could score touchdowns on every drive in the fourth quarter if you're in a shootout type of game? Well, I mean, you want the offense. I I know we always – everyone always talks about, def- you know, defense wins championships, defense wins championships. You, As we've seen with these we, – the aforementioned playoff issues, you you got to score points. You, you're, are you going to win a game here and there, 13-10, like we did in Tennessee the one year when Stover hit the but field goal? But I don't think this is end? a 13 – I don't think this is that. I think it's wrong to compare this to that. No, I'm yeah. saying you're 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 not gonna win games like that right. anymore. You're just right. not. Right. You you need to get into the twenties. Yeah. You, well, could I, you win the occasional 17-13 playoff game? Of course. But I don't. But I just don't think that's what we're talking. Jeff Shadia is back with us. We got that worked out with the NFL.com and NFL Network. He's back with us here on GCR. Je- Jeff, I, I guess the, the question that Drew and I are talking about is: Are are you better suited to be a team that plays incredibly complementary football? Like, is is just defense and offense working together or ultimately are you always going to be better suited to be the team that you're confident in a shootout game in the postseason can go score a touchdown in 40 seconds or you know in the case of the Chiefs a couple years ago like 13 seconds when necessary that ultimately is going to be the best path to trying to win a Super Bowl I think the way this year is playing out I think again defense and coaching and quarterback play means so much it's great to have that option. You'd be able to say you've got a quarterback who can do what the Chiefs did a couple of years ago with Patrick Mahomes scoring a touchdown or getting that field goal with 13 seconds left in that playoff game. But, you know, ultimately the league is different right now. And what I like about the Ravens, they can win a lot of different ways. They can win with a defensive game. They've got the offense to put up points. And they are they're so well coached that – and they've had their issues too. I don't want to make it sound they're a perfect team here. But when I've watched – every team play that I, who I think can win a championship, everybody's got a big red flag. And, and the key really is being able to minimize those weaknesses and being able to capitalize on those strengths. So I think they're, you know, I think they're in a pretty good place to be able to do that. I think that's all fair. I guess I would come back. Is it possible that the Ravens could also be the team that could go score in 40 seconds if they need to, that they just haven't, they haven't had to do that because everything else has been going yeah. so well, but if necessary, they also have that element. They just haven't necessarily had to use it. It feels like they're more, um, what's the right word, uh, dynamic, more, more versatile. You know, in years past, it seemed as if, if Lamar Jackson was in those situations that more often than not, in, in a playoff type situation, it wasn't going to work out well for them. But the, getting that week-in, week-out repetition of, of really relying more on the pass, having better weapons, you know, I think the key really is staying healthy. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of always been their, their bugaboo the last couple of years at least, and certainly earlier this year. So they're able to have a healthy roster going to the playoffs with guys like Zay Flowers and Shaw Bateman and Mark Andrews and all those different backs. They have like 15 different backs in the course of every season now. I think they got a pretty good chance because, again, making that decision to go with Todd Munkin, 
over Greg Roman and to try to, you know, expand the offensive repertoire is going to pay dividends for them down the road. He is Jeff Chidia. He is with us here on GCR. Jeff, the other thing that jumped out at me in your column this week, uh, you, you recognize Mike McDonald as your best assistant coach. And uh, we would prefer if maybe you didn't bring that up, if maybe you said we think he's actually a little bit overrated. I, I know like defensive coaches yeah. almost never get jobs anymore, but I think most of us around here kind of thought the Ravens defense might actually take a small step backwards this year. They didn't really put any investments on that side of the ball. They let Calais Campbell walk. And instead, what we've seen is almost impossible. Like, they're picking guys up off the street and, and having them go out and be, you know, some of the best win rate pass rush guys of the season. How much of this is what yeah. Mike McDonald is doing as a coach, and is he now putting himself in conversation to be a head coach in the next year or two? I think he's totally in that conversation. I'd be surprised if he didn't get a job based on the way things are going and and who he's been around over the last few years. The Harbaugh brothers, certainly the success he had in Michigan, and then what he's done with LeJohn over the last couple of years and previous to going to Michigan, that's such a great resume. But I think he's a big part of it. And I met with him last year. I was really impressed with him in training camp with his approach. And I know that there are a lot of things he wanted to do as far as communication-wise, changing some things up and being versatile and flexible. And you're seeing that. I think you're seeing what he want, what his vision is now. And getting Roquan Smith last year was a big part of that. Being able to have these, you know, Martin, you know, guys like Humphrey being healthy again. Um, you've got all these safeties on the back end. You're not, Marcus Williams, a big freedom pickup from last year, isn't there. You know, Stone steps in and gets picks. And like you said, these guys that you thought weren't going to do very much for you in other places, like your David Clowney, for example, are, are showing up and doing big things. So, I think he's he's done a masterful job of making that work, and a lot like a, a Jonathan Gannon last year at Philadelphia, his this team is going to be on the rise, and his name is going to be very popular when it comes to head coaching opportunities. We were really hoping you weren't going to say that, man. We were really <laughs> hoping that you're going to say yeah. he just might have to toil away here for the rest of his career, and you know it's it's a it's a good place to be. Um, boy, that, that uh, it's been amazing. Too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah too young. Right. I love those young coaches. Jeff, who's the team, like, if, if it's not the, like, if we say, hey, we don't see an obvious weakness with the Ravens, and position group by position group, like, like, as I said, I don't think the wide receivers are as good as they are, but I don't think they're a weakness either. I don't think there's a, a position group on this team that I look at and I say, boy, I am really concerned about that. But, but how could it be ruined from the outside, right? Like, how many teams could you say the Ravens could do everything right, they could continue to play great football, but they could just, it could just be that X team in the playoffs is better or on that day is better. Who could ruin this from the outside? Well, there's a team in the, in the same division that always has that, that potential in the yep. Cincinnati Bengals. They, they found themselves and Joe Burrow, whatever was happening with his calf seems to be behind him now because he's playing at a very high level. He's got to be in that MVP race now, given what he's done over the last few games. And their defense has played much better. Um, over the last probably five or six games. There's been a lot of changes as far as the back end with Jesse Bates and Von Bell moving on, but they've gotten faster. Those younger guys have picked things up now, and, and they can – they they look – if I'm picking the second most dangerous team in the league, they are going to be in that group. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs and, and the Bills. I think all the typical players, all the usual suspects will be there once we get to January. I know it feels strange right now, but, you know, the Buffalo Bills have a lot of experience. Even though they're five and four, I expect them to 
start making a run, and the Chiefs, they've got issues with receivers, but they've got the best player in the league in Mahomes, and that defense is playing pretty well. So I think all those teams can be a factor, as, long as, as, well, as, as well as the Jaguars. And so I, to me, it's, it's fun to think about all these different possibilities because for the first time in a long time, there isn't a dominant team that everybody's chasing. Everybody feels pretty even right now. Are you sure there's not just something wrong with the Bills? Like, it just seems like they're – it's so hard. I know they beat the Dolphins and everything seemed good that day, but, like, it just doesn't seem like they're right. It seems like they have been shell-shocked almost by what's happened in the playoffs the last couple of years. I, I don't know how to define it. They just don't feel right to me. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, they're not in, in a good place, but if you look at them over the last couple of years – they've had similar situations where they haven't been in a good place and found a way to move out of it. I, I think back to last year when Josh Allen's elbow was banged up and they lost Don Miller and they had a lot of other injuries going on. Micah Hyde was out and, and they found a way to get on a, I think it was a five game win streak at the end of the year and win the division. And, you know, two years earlier, two years before, a year before that, they were struggling again offensively and Josh Allen figured it out. And all of a sudden they rip off eight games and play an iconic playoff game in Kansas city that, they come on the short end of it, they, you know, based on that 13 seconds, not being able to work out for them. But it's, it's crazy as they look. Here's what, here's what I think. I think, one, I think Rasul Douglas was a good pickup for them. They'll find a way to fold him in. He's not Tredavious White, but he's shown he can be a playmaker. Bob Miller, if he can find his legs and get back to some kind of a groove, he could help with defensive lines been pretty good already. But the guy who leads the league in QBR right now is Josh Allen. <laughs> you never on the way things have gone there and the way their offenses has turned out. I just feel he's the biggest wild card out there. When he starts to play at a high level, they start looking pretty good. So, um, you know, I think they're going to be okay. And really, if you look at their schedule, they've had a pretty tough first half in terms of teams they played. If, if you replace uh, the Bengals and the Jaguars, two teams they lost to with the Bears and the Cardinals, they're sitting at 7-2 right now. Yeah, all right. I'll hear you on that. I just, I, I, it just feels like it's more emotional. I don't like. I've we never really ever got to the bottom of the whole Stefan Diggs thing in the off season, right? Like it just feels, it feels so weird. Oh, I'm to with me. you. It's so weird to yeah. me what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of drama around there. Yeah, a lot uh, of drama over the last year and a half. Jeff, what? How many teams from the NFC actually have a chance at winning a Super Bowl? Like, I, not just teams that could be there. I mean, like, how many teams really could win a Super Bowl in the NFC? Three. Actually, I put. Yeah, I'd say four. Really? I'd go Philly, Dallas, Detroit, and San Francisco. Okay. I mean, Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas is early as the wild card in there, but I feel like you know, they, they had a tough loss in Philadelphia, and everybody's piling on as they usually do with them and but there's a lot of talent there I feel like they're closer to what where they want to be than people realize if they can find a way to, to keep expanding their offense like for some reason Tony Pollard has gotten lost over the last five or six weeks uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one and you know I think he hasn't rushed for more than 53 yards and any game over that five games or last five games so if they can find a way to get him going and be more balanced. They're asking so much of Dak Prescott right now, but the good thing is he's responding, and C.D. Lamb is responding. And, and, and even with Tray- Trayvon Diggs down, they're finding a way to, to make plays on defense. It's it wouldn't surprise me if they got better as the season went on. All right, I I I still feel like again they've got to prove. They're, they're, it's almost the Ravens thing, right? We were talking about this Drew and I earlier. Yeah. Like 
the the Ravens have to prove it in the postseason. All of this is great, right? This is all wonderful, but there's still that small part of yet in the Lamar Jackson era, they haven't been able to do it in the playoffs. Like that, there's still a bit of that, and I think it's the exact same feeling that I have about the Cowboys right now. Yeah, no, it's look, it's fair. It's uh, I think they get talked about so much nationally, and they feel like every time you turn the TV on. There's a discussion about Dak Prescott or the Cowboys or Micah Parsons or Jerry Jones. And, and so I think there's a lot of um, – they're under the microscope so much that you begin to feel like they are, aren't deserving of being a team in that conversation. But I put them in there just because, look, the Niners have lost three straight games. The Eagles are a really good team, but their defense, their back end especially has had issues. And Detroit just hadn't been there yet. And so the way this league is going, it wouldn't surprise me if – they got some breaks, caught a team that was had some injuries and started to advance. He is Jeffrey Chidea. Uh, we have just retweeted his first read column, which features a lot of Baltimore Ravens in it. Uh, Jeff, what else can we plug for you that you got going on right now? I'm actually working on a – I've been working on a backup quarterback story for the last couple of months that is coming out next week. And, you know, Josh Dobbs with his success in Minnesota has – got me on a plane to Minneapolis on Friday. So I'm going to go up there and try to connect with him and talk about the things he's done. But this is, again, been a crazy year when it comes to quarterback play because so many of these guys that have made livings as career backups are, are having opportunities to really impact teams. You've got a guy there in Josh Johnson who I talked to who's been doing it for a long time. And so it's, um, I'm just always been curious about that mentality. It takes, it takes to play that game and produce and doing what Josh Dobbs did last week was one of the most amazing things I've seen in in football. I believe if Josh Johnson plays for one more team, that completes the card, right? Like, it gets them all 32. Isn't that, isn't that the case <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point? Hey, he might be there. <laughs> it's, like, it's like like a passport, right? Stamp it's unbelievable. It's, and he's got, like, a, you know, leagues that don't even exist anymore. He's got teams from those leagues, too. It's an incredible career. <laughs> at Jeffrey Chadia, it's J-E-F-F-R-I-C-H-A-D-I-H-A. At Jeffrey Chadia on Twitter is how you follow. Jeff, always appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time for us this morning. Same, same here. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Jeff Chidea, NFL.com. Thanks for – that was – I got to tell you, that might have been your finest interview. That might have been the best interview you've ever done. I'm footballed out. Yeah. What are you going to do hey. for the – there's three. Talk to me in January. Talk to you in January. That's what you got. Jermaine Lewis is going to join us next. Do you want to talk to him? Nah, I'm good. You want to go? No. You're just gonna, you're gonna keep well, saying, well, if there's something that interests me, I'll let you know. Very good. How many of the Ted Lassos did you see? All of them. You saw them all? Have you started watching Wrexham yet? No. I'm not a big soccer guy. (laughs) What I do with that? I'm just not. It's boring. They don't score. I don't know that I understand you. I just don't know it. Is Ryan Reynolds in the show? Yes, very much in the show. Yeah, he's handsome. He's very handsome. I didn't mean it like that. I'll say it. And he's a good actor. I'll say it. Barney But this isn't really acting. All right, we'll talk about it another time. Hey, real quick, I just got word. Uh, We have finalized that the next Tyus Bowser show on November 21st will be back at Mother's in Timonium. Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the next Tyus Bowser show. Tuesday, November 21st. Hope you will come join us for that one. We had a massive crowd for the last one. Come join us Tuesday, November 21st. Thanksgiving week. You got folks in town. Bring them out to meet uh, some Ravens as we will be there. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's all brought to you by HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, AJ Michaels, and Superbook Sports. Jermaine Lewis next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mountcastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday. Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR. Drew Forrester in studio with us here on a Would You Rather Wednesday. What's going on at Drew's Morning Dish these days? So you got Tour Law instead of Delauded? 
Yeah, for I got, the, to, I got to her at all. Kidney stone? Yeah. You should have bucked for the Delauded. Oh, is that good? She gave me a little take home with me. Oh, she said... Now that's a winner. She, you know what she did say, too? She said, if you ever have to deal with it again, you would, you could just have the Toradol there. You can take it yourself and maybe skip a step in the I've had three of them. The, awful. The, the, but the worry is, you if you know 100% that it's moving and you're going to just press... Right. You, you don't have to – there's always that worry in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. like this thing gets stuck and they got to go in through mm-hmm. – like, mm-hmm. they're the worst, Well, didn't man. you ask for that when you were they're in the there? Worst. Like, they're the worst. Like, could we do it that way? It's just unbelievable how much – and you can't Suck. get out of the pain. Nope. Like, at least when you have gout, you can put your foot up on the couch yeah. and kind of suffer through it. When this thing hits you, like you were just saying, like, I had to figure out if I could do the football game. Nope. You're not – not doing anything. Not a chance. Yep, it was unpleasant. You didn't tell your wife it's more painful than having a baby, did you? <laughs> I didn't bother. Did, I tell, did you hear the story, though? When I was in the hospital, the girl that was talking to me, she was like, hey, we had a vet in here two weeks ago who told me he who had a kidney stone, and he said he had been shot in the back, and he said this it worse. was more painful than being shot it's in the back. It's unbelievable. It's that much. Then when you see how small it is. Yeah, right? I took, like, a, I took a stone out of the parking lot. Like an actual rock out of the parking lot mm-hmm. at GBMC. It showed my wife. It was like this, you know, I yep. took it out and I'm yep. like, you saw what was in me, didn't you? Yeah, right. Because I was not going to show her the yep. actual. Yep. Hey, uh, tomorrow night, Drew, the new class of the Maryland State Athletics Hall of Fame will be inducted. And it's a great group Adrian Dantley, Dominic Dawes, Harold Solomon, Northern Dancer, Scott Garceau. Former Maryland women's coach, legendary Chris Weller, and our next guest, who is really unique in this conversation. Why did it take them this long to put Jermaine Lewis it, in? It's a very fair question because I have a word with them. There are very few people that check every box: high school in Maryland, college in Maryland, professional greatness. Broke Maryland. the hearts of the Giants on the kickoff. A hundred percent. This guy it is. Maryland Athletics Hall of Fame in every sense of the word. Joining us now, he'll be inducted tomorrow night, the great Jermaine Lewis, who's back with us on GCR. Jermaine, it's Glenn and Drew. It's great to chat with you, man. Congratulations. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, no problem. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show, for one, and uh, thank you for the nice, kind words. Uh, That's kind of how I feel about the Maryland, man. I feel like, you know, I gave everything uh, in the state of Maryland. That's just that's just how it goes. <laughs> I'm a Maryland you, guy you all the way. You should have told him. Uh, you sh- you know what? I'm not coming. No. No, stop, I'm kidding. Stop that. Hey, yo, hey. Stop that. Man, listen. I, I, listen, when I got the call, I was, I was so far removed because, you know, I was like, man, I don't know what I got to do in the state of Maryland to get recognized. <laughs> right. But, right. you know, I did, I, <laughs> I did get in some trouble with my youth right after football. So I think that kind of played a part in it, man, just doing immature stuff. Yeah, well, well, you, know but that. this, but this has got to be. I mean, look, Maryland. I grew up here. I'm from Glen Burnie originally, but you know, for anyone like all of us who grew up in this area, and I mean, this is not a big state. Like, this is a this is a huge accomplishment. Just in the fact that, like, you you could have gone anywhere, right? You could have left here, gone to another school, could have left here, gone and played somewhere else. You're very unique in that everything you've ever done has been right here. Yeah, I know. So, you know, once when I was getting recruited, you know, in high school, uh, once Maryland was interested, I, that's all I needed to hear. You know, I, I would love to play from home. So I went like eight to nine minutes from my high school to College Park because I was at Eleanor Roosevelt, Greenbelt, Maryland. So then after the, 
you know, after College Park, I had to drive up 95 to Baltimore. So it was like I'm always, I was always in the state of Maryland playing. You know, I, I really take pride in that. Does it mean more to you because of all that? Like, I, again, I, if if um, anytime you get a recognition, it's nice. And I'm sure that if, if Ray Lewis got recognized, he'd be appreciative of it. But the fact that you are so entrenched here and your life has so been intertwined with the state of Maryland, does it make more to you mean more to you to go into the Maryland State Athletics Hall of Fame? Uh, I mean, it does. I, I'm not thinking a long run. You know, you gotta leave your mark somewhere. You know, I've been watching little old Netflix shows and stuff, and you know, people talk about history. So I, I would like, you know, every time I went to like a track meet or football, so I would always check the, the, the you know, the guy to see what the records are, just see who did what. So I think later in the future, you know, down the line, they can look up and say, well, this Jermaine Lewis, he did this. He did this at Maryland. He did. He won a Super Bowl. You know, I'm proud of my land. And when I played Boys and Girls Club, I'm proud. We won four Super Bowls when I was little. And I'm proud of those, too. I don't blame you. You should be proud of every single one of them, man. <laughs> it was like all we was going to the Super Bowl every year. Like, I was 12, 13, 14, 15, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Then it just kept continuing to go, man. So I've been blessed. God bless me with the speed. You know, uh, I do a lot of camps for, like, Under Armour football. We travel the country. And it's, it's kind of hard to find that speed. You know, it's out. the speed is out there, yep. but it's just that. It's hard to find it. And, um, you know, it's just the, the speed is just – it's the ultimate eraser. Like, if you make a mistake, your speed can make up for that mistake, you know. We so. saw that a lot from you over the years. Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine Lewis with us here on GCR again. Tomorrow night, the Maryland State Athletics Hall of Fame. Great class, and I think there are still a couple of tickets available if you go to mdsahof.com, and we'll link that up as well on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Jermaine, do you ever talk to anybody, you know, who like knows that you want a Super Bowl, but doesn't know the entirety of this? Do you ever like talk to somebody and they say, dude, you got to stick around in one place for the overwhelming majority of your life. And they're, they're almost kind of jealous of the football story that you have. I mean, it yeah, is unique. yeah, I, you know, I try to, since I see y'all talk about everything on this show a little bit, yeah. I've only caught a bits and pieces of, but it's a gift and a curse as well. You know, being at home. All the time, you know, you got everybody, friends, family. It's like I'm always performing. I had to always really come correct. I'm always playing a home game. I'm representing my home, my family, my neighborhood. So I took a lot of pride in it. You know, every time I play, people want to see my game. I'm so local. You know, you just want to represent, you know, your upbringing, you know, everywhere you've been. Just kind of do it in the right way. You uh you mentioned speed a second ago. I know that you have stayed connected to this area. I don't know how much you're watching the Ravens uh, every week, but there's a really cool story that's unfolding at the moment with one of your former teammates' sons. Uh, Mitchell, and, yeah. Yeah, right? Did you get a chance to see him at all on Sunday? Because the speed is is overwhelming right now. Yeah, yeah. I've, I actually, you know, I talked to him. I had a conversation, one conversation with him. His father was concerned. You know, after minicab was out, he didn't want him to have any idle time, you know, in between that time and the beginning of training camp. So I kind of just talked with him a little bit and just tell him, you know, you only really, when you're an opportunity, you get one shot at the money sometimes. You know, I say that a lot. And you got to take advantage of that opportunity. And so I went out to a practice. I seen him in a hole. He shook a guy in a hole. So I called his father. I said, man, he ready. You know, I said, I think he ready. I seen him almost make somebody fall in, in the hole. You know, he was doing that 
in many camps. So I figure he the, the evolution that he's at right now, you know, the sky's gonna be the limit for him. This is And the- I also saw a picture. I saw a picture of how the the Ravens were reacting on the sideline when he made a move. Yeah. They were very excited for him. That's a good that's a good look. So people see you do it in practice and then now you actually get a chance to, to execute in the game. That so shit. that that's I, I feel yeah. What, what you're talking about? There's a picture if people haven't seen of of Lamar's face like watching. Keaton. Yeah, a, when he, right. Yeah, I saw that today. I was so excited. I'm like, look at that. The, when your teammates cheering you on, that's the best feeling. You know. There's also video. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Jermaine. Lamar actually goes over and like daps up Eric DaCosta on the sideline. Like you found. Oh, one. but like great pick. Yeah, you you found <laughs> yeah. one here right afterwards, and Eric right. says, "Who would win a race between the two of you?" And Lamar says, I think he would. And, like, that's wow, pretty high wow. praise, right? Like, that's yeah, right, right. Well, that, that, that's something. That, I'm never going to miss somebody faster than me. Maybe. And I can't. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> we, he, look, we had got Pat Johnson later on my career. He was fast, he was fast. too, boy. He was fast. Yeah, There's so. no doubt. How, how cool is that, though, for you that it's worked out that way? Like, Anthony's a big part of like Ravens history, even though he wasn't maybe you know didn't have the accolades that a guy like you did. Mm-hmm. But he was responsible for one of the greatest plays in Ravens history, right? Yeah. Like, so I, I'm so proud. Being asked me talk a lot. So, and he he's like a trainer. It, you know, he helps train in Atlanta. So it's a hard deal trying to get your kids to kind of understand the, how much work they have to do. So they actually have to want it themselves as well. You know, he could he taught him how to prepare, how to train, but the kid himself has to want it. And so he, he obviously wanted it, embraced it, and, you know, taking on that challenge to be in the NFL. So I think as a parent, I give a big salute to him just for guiding him all the way up through this process. That's really cool, man. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite stories in Ravens history right now. Like, it's just a really cool way that this has worked out. We're only, we're only a couple games in, so we got to see where it goes from here. Are you going to ask him the question, or are you just going to keep dodging it? What? What question? How are we fixing Maryland football? <laughs> How do we fix it? Come, something's got to happen here. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, first, the first thing with Maryland, we're in a tough conference. Right. It's like, you got to kind of recruit. You got to recruit these big – we need some bigger linemen. I right. I, I'm not getting on our line at all. But when you're dealing with that big conference – see, we, I think even in the Maryland area, we have a lot of skilled position players. This is just my theory. But we don't have a lot of big offensive linemen like that walking around the state. Those big ten, man, you go against that O-line, that D-line, that's almost every week. You got Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, all those big boys up front. You know that controls a lot. That's just my opinion. Well, I, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I'm, I'm a, I'm the golf coach at Coward Hall, and I'm there a lot to see the other sports. And I've seen, I just, they just played Pilates last weekend. Um, I've seen all these teams. McDonough's got some kids. You're, you're 100 right. The athletes in this area are mainly the skill guys. Are the are the yes. wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, and, back. and they're back. you're uh-huh. right. There's not a lot of big. We don't we don't feed them enough corn or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we got. I was about to say we got recruit out of corn fed state, but just get girth up there. We have the speed and the skill position. I just think you know recruit. We we lack that. It, you know, homegrown offensive linemen. Well, it's tough too. Big Ten. These kids have all been groomed their whole life. To go to Michigan or Ohio State or uh, you know Penn State, like we're we're 
we're having a tough time just even breaking into that next group, Wisconsin. Yeah, Purdue. even you know, uh, I had I had Blake Corum at uh, I coached at yeah, St. Francis right. Academy yep. for a yep. little. So I had Blake for two years, man. I was trying to get him to go to Maryland, but he was like, "Man, I'm going to Michigan," and uh, I'm glad everything worked out well. But you know, that's a quality product that left the state. Yeah, that's right. a tough one. Right. I mean, he was one. in Maryland. He was from Virginia, but he was in Maryland. You know, he was playing. You know, pay with us at St. Francis, but so you, yeah, we so, just gotta get bigger up front, right? So we're we got it on record here. So you're responsible for the kid going to Michigan. We got you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jermaine. I needed some. I needed some NIL money to around. Like, hey, <laughs> this so, is what we got to offer. So I know you had been doing that at St. What, where are you now? Like, give me through. Give me the rundown. What are you up to these days? Uh, the family, the whole thing. Well. Right now, I'm just trying to be a good family man and father. You know, I got boys to raise, so I want them to see. They didn't see me. They didn't see all the hard work I had to do to get into the NFL. They just see the after result, you know, live at the house or whatever. Just, I'm just trying to be a good father. I got them in public, I mean, private schools, and, you know, I coach and I work and I just do. I try to be an entrepreneur. I try a little bit of everything. I just want to, I want them to be well balanced. So I'm really. Trying to make my kids right. Everybody doesn't make it to the NFL, so you, that doesn't mean your life is like over. You can have a great life. I want them to be the guys that's in the suite, that's watching the game. That's that's my vision. I mean, that would be that would go a long way, right? Like that would they be even doing better at that point in their life if they're just sitting <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, no, putting, I mean later in the life, right? Man, that would you be know, good. it's just it's just. I learned, you know, I also learned from, uh, I mentioned this today, we had a coach named uh, Hank Russell, and he was like, a leader does for others. You know, he puts others first. So that's why I kind of modeled my life after, you know, once I heard that, stop putting myself first, put other people first, and, um, and just go from there, man. Just try to live life right. It's wonderful. Jermaine Lewis, man, we're so happy for you. It's going to be a special night tomorrow night. We always... You know, we, we talk about great stories. It always stays with us, um, what you and your family were going through at that point in your life when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. and what Yeah, incredibly- See that, and that whole thing right there, it was, it, it's kind of mixed bag because, you know, that was a big family devastation, but we were having success as a team. Mm-hmm. So that whole Super Bowl, even after the Super Bowl, I was, just, you know, I just sat in the room. After that game, I just sat in the room. Just There was so much going on at that time period, and I wanted to stay focused. You know, strictly on the game. I want us to win, and it just—it you know—it's a, it's a little. Just put an asterisk by that for me, if if, if y'all can understand what I'm saying, just because of that. Jermaine, it, it, but it, you know, I I would take nothing back. Everything just, you know, you learn, live and learn. You you know, the fact that you were going through all that and still you know carried that weight on your shoulders mm-hmm. and delivered uh, for this city and for the for your home state, um, we'll never forget that and all of the things that you did. Uh, damn hell of a career for you. We're so excited about tomorrow night. Always appreciate taking the time for us. Thanks for hopping on this morning. We're looking forward to seeing you over there. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I do appreciate it a lot. The great Jermaine Lewis, um, Maryland in every sense of the word, obviously, from here originally, went to college here, won a Super Bowl here with the Ravens, and tomorrow night he will be inducted into the Maryland State Athletics Hall of Fame and there are still tickets available. MDSAHOF.com is the website for you to get your tickets for tomorrow night's event. It will be a special one. You still sticking around? You still? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i getting paid till noon. I might as well stay. Mm, I got some. I, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. 
Uh, yeah. not, this is not happening again, is it? I don't even have to go to the basement for this one. Yeah. Can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, just going to. Can I talk to you for a minute? Right here. Good. Gotcha. No, I'm, I'm, you don't want to know why? I'm, nope. Don't nope. need to. I'm good, Chief. I'm good. Uh, we'll see you. That was so funny you said yeah, right. this will be your last day with the company. Uh, okay. Yeah. Take care. Cool. What You you don't want to talk about it? Nope. Not really. Nope. I'm good. Somebody I got to go. <laughs> Some guys were saying you want to play at 1130. I, if I get my stuff together, I can get to the first well, tee. I, I had a guy on the other line about some white walls. Yeah, so right. I had, to, I had to get to that. He said, he said, if you ever need a recommendation, I said, something tells me I won't put you on the top I'm of the list. Probably. Yeah, right. Something if you ever need a recommendation, you know, I'm, I'm there for you. Yeah. I think I'm good. I think I might ask anybody else. I remember I when he had, when it was just the only occasion when we were fighting over some issues, contractual issues. No. I said to the guy that was representing him loosely at the time, who yeah. turned out to be my friend, I said, um, he goes, you seem you seem like you're angry. I'm like, let me tell you why I'm angry. Because why wouldn't you have done this for me on May the 25th and given me the whole summer off? Why wait until now? Mm. Like, mm. now, uh, give me the summer off. Yeah, let me. If let you're me. firing me, fire me on <laughs> June 1st. <laughs> and play some golf don't, for a little while. Don't wait till Labor Day. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I uh, got a rec- I'll give you a recommendation though. Yeah, never bother. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I got a recommendation. Lose my number. I think I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, we always like to re- uh, recognize uh, really good things that are going on, and I want to take a minute here to talk about one of those really good things. Of course, we we talked about this is Veterans Day week, and um, the Baltimore Ravens, and they always do their salute to service event, and they have partnered up with the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Um, and, and I didn't know anything about the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, so when it was encouraged that I try to take a second, I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to know more about what this great group is doing. And so joining us this morning is uh, Lieutenant Colonel. I, I Boy, we better. I might have to take my hat off. Drew, you got your – yeah, we got we to gotta get, get right here, make sure we got our shirts tucked I'm in ready. appropriately. We got to do all those things. Make sure we're ready for this conversation. Lieutenant Colonel Ted Probert, uh, retired U.S. Marine Corps, is with us this morning here on GCR. The president and CEO of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Lieutenant Colonel, it's Glenn and Drew. Uh, we we think we've got our shirts tucked in appropriately. We think we've handled everything else. Can we be at ease? Yeah, absolutely, Glenn and Drew. Please at thank, ease, thank and uh, thanks very much for the opportunity to join you this morning. You know, Lieutenant Colonel, I want to start with just I don't know anything about, uh, and I think a lot of people aren't familiar with the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. What is the mission? Where did it start? How did you get involved? Yeah, so uh, please call me Ted too. By the way, all right. So, 1962, a World War II Marine Medal of Honor recipient couldn't afford to send his son to college. And a brigadier general at the time said, you know, here's somebody that's received the nation's highest award for heroism and and bravery in combat and shouldn't have that kind of hardship. And so $1,500 was raised in order to help that individual's son. And now, you know, 61 years later, we are fully committed to honoring Marines by educating their children. Mm. We're the largest provider of needs-based financial aid to uh, um, dependents of the military and our criteria is really just somebody needs to have honorably served and, and demonstrated need 
And, and this year we're supporting over 2,700 students at $10.8 million. Wow. Wow. Those are staggering numbers. So the partnership with the Ravens, and I know this is the salute to service game coming up on Sunday against the Browns. How did that come about and what will that actually look like? What will you guys be doing? Yeah, so, I mean, we're super excited to be uh, partnering with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, clearly, they're right here in our backyard as part of, uh, you know, we're down in, in Washington, D.C. or Northern Virginia. I look at the, you know, the Ravens is uh, an organization that's a lot like the Marine Corps. You know, it's about, you know, kind of honor, courage, commitment, the grit, the toughness of the Ravens. You know, I think of folks like Ray Lewis, uh, Ed Reed, Jonathan Ogden. I mean, kind of, you know, Marine Corps um, characteristics in the way that they carried themselves and played. And so for us to be, you know, partnering with the Baltimore Ravens and um, highlighting the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, both with folks on the field, uh, holding the flag, having, we'll have a couple of sig- senior dignitaries, a couple of generals that'll be up in the team suite. Um, there will be a, an ads that are played on the, uh, on the PA system and the, the the big screen, and it's just a really a great way to heighten visibility and increase awareness about the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. That's wonderful. He is Lieutenant Colonel Ted Probert. He is with us here on GCR. Ted, I, I wonder, because I think this week, and th- you know, it's it's not, this is why we're chatting this week, a lot of people are thinking about veterans in their life and are thinking about, you know, I, I, unfortunately, there are some statistics that are quite problematic regarding suicide, things along those lines. And then maybe by next week, unfortunately, I think a lot of us will have had that move right back out of our minds because it's no longer Veterans Day. What? How would you encourage people to maybe be more involved beyond just this weekend, beyond just when they see that it's Salute to Service Week? What would be your, you know, your mission for everyone to try to be more involved with veterans in their lives or veterans issues, things along those lines? Yeah, Glenn, it's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. As you know, um, you know, less than 1% of the American population serves in the military today. And, you know, we've been an all-volunteer force for the last 50 years. So, I mean, when somebody meets a veteran, um, the, their, their classic response is, thank you for your service. And those are, it's appreciated, and we know that they mean that sincerely. But I think organizations, uh, um, a great way to demonstrate your support and really express that appreciation is to support some of the veteran, great veterans causes. And we look at, you know, kind of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation as really one of the best ways that you can uh, um, demonstrate your appreciation for that service and sacrifice by helping these families. And that would certainly ring true with uh, other great, you know, nonprofits. Sure. Causes out there. So specifically, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Uh, let's do the the who, what, when, where, why, right? Like if if you say, okay, I didn't know about this, but I I'd, I'd love to get involved. I'd love to help uh, kids of Marines end up getting opportunities to go to college and and do it in their honor. Um, where can people go to find out more? What 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 would you recommend for people that say I want to be involved with this? Yeah, no, I, I would direct them uh, to our website. Uh, um, www.mcsf.org as a great way to just, uh, one, learn a lot more about what the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation is all about. There's an opportunity to contribute right online there. There's some great videos. Um, in fact, last year uh, we were we were profiled with uh, Good Morning America and Michael Strahan recognizing two student scholars that were receiving their their funding and analysis. And so it's a great way if people are interested in supporting Marines, Navy corpsmen or Navy chaplains that serve with the Marine Corps 
um, as a way of, uh, of supporting them and, and their educational needs and the dreams of their dependents. That's wonderful. Um, MCSF.org is the website, and there is a big Donate Now button right in the upper-hand corner. We'll also link it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio. Now, uh, Ted, on Sunday, if, like, for example, and I'll knock on every piece of wood, if, if you're a tough guy, right, like you served your country for a long time, if we were to have, like, some offensive line issues or something like that on Sunday, would you be able to go suit up and take a couple of snaps? You know, Glenn, I would love uh, nothing more than to be able to do that. At, uh, frankly, at 62, I probably... Probably uh, those um, days might, yeah, might be past you. Uh, but uh, um, certainly I'm really excited for the Ravens, the career, the, the season that they're having, and, uh, you know, the prospects of this weekend uh, knocking the Browns off. I, I mean, by, boy, if they don't, we're going to have bigger problems, Ted. We're gonna have... if, if they don't beat the Browns, Ted, we're sending you and eight of your best into the locker room. <laughs> Right. So we're gonna need. We might need to do. We might ask you to do that anyway. You got a pregame speech in you on Sunday? Well, you know, I, you know what, Glenn and Drew. I'll, I'll tell you. I grew up in New Jersey, and so as a, uh, you're, the, the the Ravens are doing so much better than the Giants. It's oh, uh, like Jesus. embarrassing to watch oh. them right now. I'm so, so uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. It'll be an exciting, uh, exciting game, no doubt. It, do you? When somebody says thank you for your service, do you ever get confused? Are you talking about my time in the Marines? The fact that I'm a Giants fan? Like, do you ever get confused about which one they're referring to? No, no, no. That there's no doubt on that one. So. <laughs> All right. So Ted, let's talk about something important. Sixty-two in New Jersey. You have to be a Springsteen fan. Absolutely. Jerry. Yes. Yeah. That's the man right there. Bring him back next week. Regular weekly segment. <laughs> Ted and I talk Springsteen. Ted talks Love Springsteen it. every week. Um, I really, Ted. I, I, I absolutely am. I'm grateful when we say thank you for your service. We truly do mean it. And more than that, we are grateful for uh, what you're doing with uh, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. It's an incredible group, and uh, we will make sure we continue to get the word out this week. And uh, everybody, will, you, you'll see it when you're at the game on Sunday. You will be aware of the presence of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Uh, Ted, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Probert, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. We really appreciate it. Glenn, thank you so much. Glenn, uh, Glenn and Drew, well, all the best to you. And uh, um. You know, I thank you for this great opportunity to join you this morning. It's a little spring scene for you on the way out, Lieutenant. That's all that that's all that Drew cared about. That's it. That's the list of things that Drew cared about there is the fact that he was a Springsteen fan. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Probert, appreciate him spending a couple of minutes with us here on GCR. What's the date next year? They announced the makeup date. What is it? It's, uh, it's September again, isn't it? I guess. I'm not going. What do you mean you're not going? Washed up. <laughs> I don't know what the date is. I don't know. I wanted my money back, actually, but um, but I didn't buy the ticket. So I kept, I kept saying Violent. to my wife, I'm like, I want my money back for the Springsteen ticket. She's like, you bought a Springsteen ticket? I said, oh, no, that's right. I didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It was given you to me. Bother telling her I don't know. September something, right? Yeah, it's in September. Come on, Griff. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, I guess because yeah. they did it like basically a year after. Griffin has nothing to add. He's just, he, has, he has no He's like, Springsteen, I've never heard of him. I know who's Springsteen. I like Springsteen. I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't afford to go to any of his. I just shows, got my. Uh, I just got my playoff money back. I, I got mine back too. Uh, September 13th, 2020. Okay. Well, it's not a Friday, is it? Uh, I haven't looked. You think I've been bothering? Yeah, but I mean, Friday the 13th, I wouldn't even go. So oh yeah, you'd be that worried about it. Weird, it happened. Pass on all that. What do uh, you think about Matthew Perry dying? He. It's very sad. Like, yeah. what, am I supposed to have a take on Matthew Perry's tragic passion? But that's passing? really a, yeah. that's your era. So you know what's funny? I was not an obsessed Friends fan the way okay. that some people were. Okay, I I liked Friends, 
I liked Friends. That's that's what it was. I okay. was not an obsessed Friends fan the way that people were. I, I also wasn't an obsessed Seinfeld fan either. Yeah, I I, I wasn't either. Um. And again, I didn't dislike either show. I watched well, Friends them. was out of my wheelhouse a little. Yeah, it was but, a little bit after yeah. you. It was definitely geared towards younger people. Right, sure. Um I, I, maybe because I was still I was still a It didn't kid. have it didn't have the nail biting drama of Melrose Place. Sure didn't. It sure did not <laughs> have that. You never knew from week to week but what was happening in Melrose Place. His whole story was pretty tragic. Like yeah, everything terrible. that you know, he just never really handled any of it well and look it's not but also kind of quietly didn't handle it well like we've all seen plenty of we've seen plenty of people in the entertainment world who didn't handle their issues well and it became public tiger would be an example right it became public i i i don't maybe it was uh, i wasn't that close to him i don't ever remember any of these struggles of his being Overly public. When he put out a book a couple of years ago, then it became public. But okay. when it was going on, like when he was at the height of his celebrity, it was not. Okay. You know, it was not. It certainly wasn't a Charlie Sheen situation, right? right? Like we didn't know the depths of which it was going on. There will be people that will tell you, like he did another show. He did a remake of The Odd Couple after Friends. and people, Which, by the way, was a great show. Yeah, not the remake. The, the remake was the, no, not a great but show. The, yes, the original Odd uh, Couple was tremendous. Uh, um, and people will tell you, if you go back and watch that, like, you'll see. He's not doing well. Like, he is... Okay. It, it's in the midst of his uh, addiction, his substance problems. And yet Keith Richards lives on. And yet Keith Richards is probably going to go on tour next year. <laughs> Somehow. It's unbelievable. I, I don't ever give you credit for anything. And, you know, I, I hate giving you credit right, for anything. Right, but go ahead. But when we did... Dead or Alive a couple weeks ago, and I brought up Wani, Ronnie Wood, and you said, dude, heroin quit him. <laughs> heroin. I, 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 it, I, I've Her- actually used that again. Heroin said to Ron Wood, enough's enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're making us look bad. We can't <laughs> kill you. Right. <laughs> you, we got to go. <laughs> Well, Keith Richards is the same way. Oh, 100%. I mean, 100%. vodka called and said, yeah, no, a, no, more. no more. That's no it. More. We've no had enough. More. Would you still go see them next year? Would you still? I am not. I have never. I have an immense amount of respect for the Rolling Stones. Um, I think, uh, going back, I don't even know where these albums were in their order because right. I, I didn't follow them. I think Some Girls and Tattoo You, I think both of those albums were, like, extraordinary. A Rolling Stones devotee might say, nah, those those albums were yeah, okay. Were, yeah, right. I thought those albums were spectacular, both both of those in particular. Um, I've never seen them. I've never really been motivated to see them. I, I'm just not a gigantic fan. But I have an immense amount of respect for what they've done. I think they're, you know, they're a an all-time it, great band. It's it's ironic for that you sure. say that because when I was younger, I loved every Rolling Stones song, but I was never obsessed with the Rolling Stones. And then I got to this place in my life where I realized like this is it. Like it's Yeah, it's, but that was 20 years ago and here they are yeah, still. That's a great point. I understand that. See, here's the thing I would say about them and I, and I, I I'm saying I will pay whatever the number is. Okay. I, I because I've never seen the Stones. I, and I get it it's not quite the same cuz Charlie passed away, but like it's still largely the Stones. I will whatever the number is. If they go on tour next year, which they're expected to do, whatever the number is, I'm paying it to make sure I see the Stones. Okay, but here here would be my one 
here's the one thing I would Fortunately, say. Fortunately, I got to see the Stones this weekend. Here's the one thing I would say about them. Uh, and I and I may when I say this, I could be dead wrong because I just don't follow them enough. When when you talk about Led Zeppelin, and I yeah. was one of the people in 1981 who had tickets to go see them at the Cap Center before John Bonham died. You were talking about four iconic yes. musicians yes. In, in their specific category. Have you? Did you Robert watch Plain- any of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing last week? I did. Did you see Jimmy Page do Un- Rumble? Unbelievable. Un- so, so when you say to me, it, let's just pretend that John Bonham was still alive, right? And that this was, that we were sitting here talking about Led Zeppelin right. touring. You're seeing four iconic sure. musicians in their categories. You're, you're talking about one of the greatest rock and roll singers ever. Yep. You're talking about one of the, well, if not the, the best bass guitar. player, yeah, right. and then guitar player and drummer ever, yep. all together in the same band, right? I've never had that feeling about the Rolling I, Stones. I don't disagree with that. I have no idea where Keith Richards ranks. Right. I have no idea where Ron Wood ranks. I think Mick Jagger's a good singer. I don't think he's he's a great singer. I, I don't think he's the greatest vocalist of all time. I do. Well, he's think a great he, lead. I, he's I, a great lead man. I think he's well. He's one of the most iconic. Yeah. He might be the most. Eh, Freddie Mercury. It'd be between he and Freddie Mercury for who the most iconic lead man is of all time. And I, it's pro- I don't even think it's close, honestly. Uh, I think you're being disrespectful to Freddie in that way. I think it's very Freddie Mercury was a great singer. But he was also, he, his command, his stage presence was overwhelming. But if you want to say that Mick Jagger is still above, I'll 100% listen to that Mick Jagger right. might still be above him. That's just my take on the Stones as a band. Right. I've never considered them, whether or not you like Rush or not, and mm-hmm. they're an acquired taste like most m- music is, mm-hmm. there would be no argument amongst amongst musically About Neil Peart, right. or, or any of them. Uh, Alex Lifeson as yeah. guitar player, Geddy Lee as a bassist. People would say those three guys as their within their category. Certainly Neil Peart uh, as a drummer, everyone would say yes. top f- five, five or whatever. Yes, one hundred percent. I've never got that feeling ever. About the Rolling Stones. I, I understand what you're saying. and it, I, I almost never had that feeling either about you 2 I, Maybe I'm wrong on that. And maybe, any of them individually yeah, would be thought I of? I don't know. Like, I, I think Bono's a great singer. Yeah, he's unquestionably. I don't it's know fair, if Larry are, Mullins or whatever his yeah, name Adam is. Clayton, right, I don't know yeah. if they're ever... Same thing with the police. Like, Sting, awesome vocals. Mm-hmm. Was, was Andy Summers really... I, I don't know. It's a, I, I it's a really fair question. And yet you have other bands right. that you know Steve Tyler, Joe Perry, like you you know these you know these guys. Did you see uh, Saturday Night Live 2 weeks ago when Bargatze was on yeah, and the uh, Foo Fighters were on? It was wonderful. It, it was wonderful. one of the best the Saturday Night Lives ever really that I've seen. The George, the, the George Washington oh, sketch un- is unbelievable. Is so it's almost impossible that they could it was nail that. It's so funny and like, so real correct like it's 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 clearly and, and, and laughable like this is a, what they it's did a stand-up routine that they perfectly turned into a sketch right like it it's was, it's somebody sitting around and saying phenomenal. just imagine this scene and they completely translate it and they hit every but even the country it. song that they did oh, where yeah, the foo fighters yeah, came right. out did the yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. them like even that was it was, yeah, it was but anyway was i bring good. that up to say like when i when i look at the foo fighters and I'm not a, on a one to ten. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a six as a Foo Fighters fan. But I have an immense amount of respect for them. But I think Dave Grohl, you could say, in his in his generation, he's one of the best musicians of our generation. He can do everything. 
Okay, that part he I He can do I, everything. But I don't think anybody would say he's one of the great guitarists of a generation. But he can do everything. I agree with that. Right. I think he's a musician is magic. I think his songs are wonderful. I think he's a lot of fun. The Foo Fighters have never been my favorite band, but I like everything they're they've done. Yeah. Correct. There's never been anything. I think once in a while I've heard a Foo Fighters song and I've said, nah, that one's not the one for me. Um, you know, the, he's related somehow to someone in Baltimore and he vacations in Rehoboth. And this is not a that bit. Makes, that makes sense. This is legit. Yeah. He is somehow related to... He's from it, D.C. It That's, might be his wife somehow has people in Baltimore yeah. that she's connected to. They have places in Rehoboth. And he is he has, he is and has been seen in Rehoboth regularly. I mean, he's from D.C. That's yeah. not, that's not, that makes all the sense in the world that that's the case. Um, I would say that Taylor Hawkins, before he passed away, was in modern era, was thought of as one of the best modern drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he would be on. Anyway, that was my take on the Stones. I've, I, I have a lot of respect for them. If, it, it, you know, I think their 12 or 14 best songs are great. They may not even be the best. Like, I, I you know, I if you said to me, compile their best 14, it probably would be right. 14 uh, within three albums. I, Under I, My Thumb think, would be on I there, which is an old... I think that number might stretch to more like 20. I think that they have... Oh, a, no, no, no. They yeah. might have 30. I'm saying if you said to me, you pick, Drew, you create their 12 right. best. My 12 best are probably much different than a real Stones fan's 12 best. Just because I have a different, they have a different appeal f- to me for some reason, but I've never, I've never been interested in going to see them. But I think they're awesome. They have, they have an incredible sound for no one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for no one being like they don't have they're, they're, Jimmy Page. They also had tremendous production, Jones. right? Like you, you I mean I think they isolated the vocals a few years ago on uh, "Gimme Shelter." And you heard it, and it like makes your, the hairs on your arms stand up. Right. Like the production, give me, give me shelter. Is watch a, the waiting for a friend video. Keith Richards dies three times in that video, <laughs> and he's like seventy in that video or sixty, or he's forty, but 20, he looks yeah, like he's seventy-two. 20, Twenty years later. Twenty years. That later. video came out forty I'm, years I'm, ago. I'm, I'm waiting for you. a friend. I'm with you. Aye, aye, aye. All right, today's show has also been brought to you by Project Game Day, which does return this Sunday. 38-10. Myself, Rita, Femi Ion, Bedejo, If they Bowl score champion. 10. KZ will be there. You want to? We might not score 10. Right, that's what I was waiting <laughs> for. Thank you. Thank you. No, it'll be the honest score of the game will be 27-13 Ravens. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline to watch the show after every game this season. Project Game Day is brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, and Help My Game. We're not losing to the Browns. I don't care what you say. We're not losing to the Browns in football. Not losing to Duke. We're not losing to the Browns in football. They're not coming here and beating us. What's the weather like for Sunday? Good? I think it's supposed to be good. Okay. I think it's supposed to be clear. I don't think it's going to be like hot, but I think it's not going to be like freezing. Yeah, but I think either. it's supposed to still be like in the 50s or 60s. Like, I think it's still supposed yeah, to be unseasonably a... warm. Okay. Like, I, this is impossible. This week has been it, un- unreal. I mean, imagine if we could have just gotten one more week of sun. Like, that's been the only depressing part about this week is it's going right back to the sun right. being down at 5 o'clock, and that part sucks. 27-13. You think it's going to be close? And we might, And we might score more than 27. Uh, They're not I'm pulling here. up. Sunday is, yeah, 54 degrees, mostly sunny. Okay, so that's a nice... It's a nice I, fall I, day. I know this sounds goofy. It was actually too hot I, on Sunday in the stadium on the side of the field that I was on. It was too hot. Sun. It was too hot. 
it's I, I once you've adjusted to it, I'm I I, ooh, I'm I know these people. I know we say this. We joke around all the time about like Miami. No, no one goes to sporting events in Miami because the the main reason no one goes is no one really cares about sports. But the sub reason for that that everyone always says is it's too hot. You're sitting in that stadium and you're right. boiling. And you and I in Baltimore I went, in December say you're insane. Yeah. I, I, if yesterday, if last Sunday was a was a regular game in Miami, mm-hmm. ten times a season, I wouldn't go either. I went to Arizona State football games when I lived in Arizona. It sucked. Like it's when too they hot. Would, when they would announce a game time and it would be a twelve thirty kick for like a three thirty, like we would be furious. There's a perfect temperature for football. It's probably 50. Yeah. Just give me 50. Put on a nice light jacket. Give me a hoodie. Right? Something. Give You're me good. give me 50. Oh, it's I don't want 20. Yep. And I don't want 78. Yep. Just give me 50. I'm with you on that. All right. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wind down. For Is this, uh, are we in overtime here? Yeah, am we I are getting, in, uh, uh, I tell you what. Am I getting we're time gonna, and a half? We're, we're going to, yep. That's guaranteed. Time and a half, baby. Coming your way. We'll get a tidbit. I feel like a nurse. Now. We'll get tubular to wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season 3 of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. The Orioles brought us a summer we'll never forget in 2023, securing their first division title in nine years. And while the playoffs ended quicker than we had hoped in Birdland, the future is brighter than ever. I'm Paul Valley, and along with Zach Goodman, we'll be with you on the bat around all offseason, warming our hands by the hot stove. From the GM meetings to the winter meetings to the start of spring training, the bat around has you covered for every trade, signing, and transaction as the Orioles look to revamp and regroup for another postseason run. You can watch the show every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at YouTube 
youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen to pressboxonline.com slash radio. So tune into the Bat Around every Saturday right here at Pressbox. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. All right, back in it. Uh, we are really struggling. Who was that right there just now? That's uh, Paul Valley. Yeah. What do you want to you wanted to say about Paul Valley? Go ahead. Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> really? Nothing? Nothing Isn't at he all. He becoming a father soon. Uh, he is, I believe. Yeah. He is becoming. A... What do you have to say about that? Good luck with that, Laura. <laughs> Set I'm kidding. I can't you know, even do it with a straight You know, we face. have a um, I like Paul. We had a con we have we do it. We, we got a Pix League that we host. A what? A Pix League. league. Okay, so you guys game. And at the bottom of the table the loser, it's quite the punishment this year. It's a whopper of a punishment. Okay. Got to dress as the Notre Dame mascot. Okay. Got to go take an Irish dance lesson. Well, Thank Jerry you. Coleman, then wouldn't you have to wear the outfit? Thank you. Then come in and perform the Irish dance that you learned at the lesson. Okay. Also have to sing uh, Nothing Compares to You. and uh, Or something from the Cranberries. And Zombie something. by Zombie? the Cranberries, okay. both of them. And you have to eat blood sausage haggis, and tripe, and wash it all down. Or just kill yourself. <laughs> or, or, that would be a hell of a way of getting out or, of it. Or just, <laughs> yeah, right? or just say, and, okay, I'm going to go the other way. And wash it all down oh my God. with an Irish coffee, but served Will Levis style, which I'm not sure if you're aware no. how Will Levis likes his coffee. No. He doesn't put creamer in it. He puts something else. I hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a white substance. Oh, Jesus. What is it? Mayonnaise. Oh, okay. I'm relieved. Mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> Lord. So that's what the loser has to do. So we well, had a group. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to this. Because mm-hmm. I'm, coff- I'm a coffee snob, as you know. Yes. You uh, you like the Jamaican. Uh, I love coffee. I'm a coffee guy. But you're a Royal Farms coffee person yeah. in particular. And you uh, like uh, Jama- I, the I Jamaican. I like coffee. Um, oh, he by puts the way, mayonnaise in his coffee. Yes. Puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That's how he takes. I mean, his I'm gonna almost. Say, you're gonna. When I say this, you're gonna laugh. I'm probably gonna go home and try that. No. Oh God. Why? Because I'm anxious to see or curious to see. Like what? What's what are you? What are you hoping to get out of it? I don't, like, know. Do I don't think, know. Maybe it tastes like hazelnut or something. No. I don't know. What? With you. What? Why is he put it in there? All right. Anyway. For anyway, clicks. Stop. I guess he's a psychopath. Yeah. So we had ten of us, ayahuasca or whatever it's called, or what's it? We had ten of us who were in on this competition, right? Okay, like a ten, group group of ten. Ten people. people, okay. 
And out, out of nowhere, five weeks in, Jeremy Kahn says, well, I want to be dealt a hand at the table. And I said, well, Jeremy, you're five weeks late. He said, "That's you know, he's quite bullish about his gambling abilities. He said, I don't care. I'll make it all up. All I got to do is match. If I surpass the win total of the person at the bottom yeah, I'm of good. the table, right. then I'm good. So you gave him so we five said, losses a week. Or how many games no, you bet? Uh, we bet nine games a week. So he's 45, so, 0 and 45 so, to start. So essentially that's the way it goes. Okay. All he's got to do, he doesn't have to get the winning, the win percentage. He just has to match the total wins. Right. The person at the bottom of the table. Okay. So You're picking against the spread? We are, of course. Okay. So Jeremy. Jesus, Wes, take it easy. Since joining the league is only 24 and 28. Okay. His own picks, he's fine. But because we're telling him what games to pick, he's just not he's just not killing it. Um so he's not making up ground. He's still seventeen games behind Paul, who would be in last otherwise. Oh, I would give anything for it to be Paul. <laughs> I'd come out for that. You would come in and hang out that day? For sure. So two weeks ago we decided two weeks ago Jeremy said, Okay, I'm dropping. No. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Jeremy'll do it. I still think it's a non-zero that he can't. Jeremy Paul, might do Paul it anyway. Went, Paul went one and eight this week. There's oh, there's a non-zero I love, chance. I love that. that it can, Jeremy went two and seven and made up ground right. this week. So Move that to 57%, would you? Settle down. It's right getting on my nerves. Settle down. So All right. we decided that there needed to be a secondary punishment. Because if, like, if it's just Jeremy... It's kind of pathetic that the rest of us got a five-week head start and there was no... Right. So what we decided is if Jeremy is the loser, then the second loser is going to have to, by themselves, go to a Creed show next summer. Okay. No, wait, what? <laughs> I mean... No. I. No, you wouldn't. Can I get in on the game? No. You don't want to go see Creed. No. Again, you mean? <laughs> The saddest story I've ever told. Again, I went twice in one. I summer. know. Saddest story I've ever told. You are a loser. <laughs> I'm an upstanding. I was horny. Yeah. That's. <laughs> that's. I I I wanted to have sex with women. That so was, this is so we're not telling people that you and I just went two yeah. weeks ago <laughs> down to Charlottesville. I swear we're to not, God, your boy, uh, your boy Ryan Ripken. I was talking to him about it the other day. He's like, dude, I'd do that. I'm like, don't admit that out loud. Don't say that. I went. People. I think I told you this once. I went to the. And this, I don't even remember when this was. It was early in my early. We might Joe and I might be had have been married two years or so, whatever. But we went to the Lilith Fair. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Merriweather. Mm-hmm. There were fourteen thousand seven hundred women and yep. four men, and I, and maybe three men and and anyway. Yeah. I was. Do you, you think I you might have been the only heterosexual? Yeah, correct. There, I yes. definitely walked around with my hat like this, yeah. just sort of hoping beyond hope I that someone share. didn't say, "Hey, I went Drew. I went, yeah. Let's grab a picture for Facebook real quick." Wait a second. No, I'm good. You like Sarah McLaughlin? I did like Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, you would. You and, had a good time at the Lilith Fair. Don't lie. Now you're. You had uh, a good time. I, I did, your, but I was very nervous <laughs> about being caught. Yeah, I get it. I I felt that a little bit at Shania it Twain was like, this year. It was. It was Sarah McLaughlin. It was um, who? Who are the girls? That, Indigo girls. Indigo girls. Yeah. I mean, yep. it was. Oh, I went I, the year that Missy, I, I went the year that Missy Elliott was there. That I was cool. definitely had less armpit hair than a lot of people. there. Hundred percent, you did. Yeah. You had significantly less armpit hair than yeah, a lot of people. For sure, there. there was a, there was a moment occurring at that. Point. I do like I did like Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin was great. Right. 
Was there a big Cheryl Crow fan? They put her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last week. I like Cheryl Crow. I feel like I feel about... Who, who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way? It should be in. <sighs> Most of them are don't, modern. Don't even get me started on some of these people. All right. Don't even... Uh, this will be the end of the... This could be the end of the Hang show. Biggest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snub. Okay, go through them. All right. Uh, this is according to this is Consequence gonna, of Sound. This is going to get me. This is they a have, terrible they way. Have 23 on this list. And I do think most of them are. Cause, like, it's something, this is a terrible way for the, me to end the show. I think it's the number is 25 years. It has to be 25 years since you put out your first album. Okay. And then you're eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of okay. Fame. But most people don't get in. This is not like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's such a log jam. And they stopped caring about whether you were actually rock and roll or not a few years ago now they're like they got to go back and put all the correct you know they put willie nelson in this year they had to go back and put like that's right. where they are so number 23 on their list this is from consequence of sound top 23 is the white stripes okay they do not belong in go I ahead keep strongly going strongly disagree are about they, that they number, are not in the rock and roll hall of fame number 22 is fiona apple does not belong number 21 is daft punk definitely doesn't belong number 20 oasis <laughs> Can't even. You should shut the thing down and cut the exit off to Cleveland if they're not in it. I are do, you insane? I, I do agree with you that Oasis should be in the Rock and Roll. <laughs> but Hall come of Fame. on, I strongly agree that Oasis should be in the Rock and Roll. <laughs> Dude, Hall of my Fame. God, they'll get me started. Number nineteen, and again, this is where it gets nineteen. Is the Wu Tang Clan zero chance of them being in? If they if based if they put hip hop acts in, then the Wu Tang Clan should absolutely be in the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Go ahead. They also have Nas on that list. No. Outcast at number seventeen. Outcast, it's comical I, I, that Outcast wouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you're gonna put these other bands in, correct. By the way, but, it's not just that they played Outcast on Rock and Roll Radio because that's how cool Outcast was. Right. Number sixteen, Alice in Chains. Oh my God, Alice in Chains isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of get, Fame. Get go get the gasoline right now. Go down to the Exxon station. Light the building on fire. <laughs> Get four cans of gasoline yeah. and just take it over there and light the place on fire. Allison Chains isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of I Fame. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's one that I think is worse than that. Uh, oh my lord! Uh, Fifteen. Jane's Addiction definitely should be in. But not think, nearly as much as like Allison Chains. Yeah. But dude, Jane's Addiction's best ten songs are really don't good. Don't disagree with that. Everybody knows Jane says that was. Uh, they're really been good. Stealing the whole thing. Number 14. Anybody that could create a hit out of dogs barking at the beginning. Fair. It, it, it should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Number 14, I don't feel anything about, but a lot of people do, the Pixies. D no. Number 13 to me is the one that, like, you want to light the building. Go back and relight it on fire again. Okay, don't get me started. B rebuild the building. To re Number 13, they have been apparently eligible for 12 years and not in Soundgarden. Not in oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's it. You, now we're done now. Now we're completely done. How on earth is sound... The lead singer is one of the best the greatest, singers of all time. Truly the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Truly May the greatest rock vocalist. Maybe. Oh, God. Maybe. Uh, here's one for you. Are you... Are you serious? Also, Soundgarden. The, the order of this is so. In, how is Soundgarden not number one with a bullet on this list? Number. So, Hold I on. I know what's playing. What do you got? You got an ad playing over there. Uh, number twelve on their list. You will feel strongly about the Smiths. Number twelve on the list. Oh my god! Yeah, not in the rock and roll. What is it? What? What? Number. <laughs> so here's. But it's also the cadence by which he sings the line. The being caught stealing. I know. But here's what I don't understand. But it, obviously, the Smiths should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He. What really drives you nuts isn't that they aren't in. Yeah. 
It's when you reel off Donovan is in and Devo is in and these other awful bands are in. That's when it drives me completely. Right, you me, think it me, drives me nuts we, now? We still have to play segment one of the Tyus Bowser's. This is a nightmare. Go ahead. Uh, number 11, Sonic Youth doesn't uh, do anything nah, who cares? Number 10, look, not my thing, but it's insane. Iron Maiden, not in the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. Definitely should be in the uh, yes. Heavy Metal. I actually do like some Heavy Metal, but Iron Maiden should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, number nine. Hey, by the way, you know what's important about Iron Maiden being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It says Rock and Roll. Number That's nine. what they are. Number nine, it, they, they slash, and you understand why, Joy Division slash New Order. Definitely should be in. They're phenomenal. Number eight. Oh, they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, apparently. Devo. Not oh, in the Rock and they Roll they should not be. <laughs> number seven. Nice outfits. Uh, going back to metal for a second, uh, Lemmy and Motorhead definitely should be in the Rock. Definitely should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Number six, I don't even want to. How is have it possible that these bands aren't in? Number, I, I really don't want to talk about this because it's going to come off. I don't care that she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think her music is as good as everybody else does. Bjork is number six on this, the list. She's okay. I, I I would agree with you. Um, what was she in the Sugar Cubes? Yes. And then she was. She's okay. Uh, by the way, this is the, is this weird. list is bizarre, man. Like so where some people are on this list. I, I they just had this number five for them. I don't even know who this is. Television. Never heard of them. In never my life. heard of them. Never. Heard I, of I them. like music. And I've never yeah. heard of them. Number four. Um, thought more of as a producer. It's Brian Eno is not in the Rock and Roll Hall. One hundred percent should yes. be in based on everything. One of the greatest right. producers. Of no all question. Time. Um, another one that doesn't mean anything to me. Wasn't but he I, an Echo and the Bunnymen too, or no? Uh, anyway, go ahead. Maybe not. He, I don't think so. Maybe not. Number three is Nick Drake. I know it means a lot to a lot of people. It doesn't mean anything to Zero. me. Zero. Number two is the only one that I would debate with Soundgarden as being like, what? what is the existence of this? Soundgarden to me would be top on the list of- Soundgarden should be number one. Correct. Of all the people you just mentioned. The only person I would debate on this list of being more deserving, or at least as deserving, number two, Warren Zevon is not in the Rock and Roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, now it's definitely over. Warren Zevon's not in? Brother, I got nothing for you. He should, I got nothing. He here. is number one. A thousand percent Warren Zevon is Holy the only. Holy cow. I'm flying to Cleveland. Um, the guy did Werewolves of London. And that was his 20, Correct. that was his 18th Correct. best By song. Way, when he was dying and put Tenderness out a record. Tenderness on the block. When he put out that record when he was dying, it was the greatest record I ever heard in my life. Dude, I cry when I hear Keep Me In Your Heart for a while. Southwest. That's, I have never heard that. I'm starting to get emotional thinking about that song. That's one of the greatest pieces of recorded music in human history. The man was dying I can't believe when he put that Zeva. last record uh, out. All right, so here's the deal. I, I don't know what you got going on. We can get There's a 410 flight. To go out to Cleveland, to Cleveland right now and today. deal with this? 179. And look, number one, to be fair, based on their qualifications, is abs- John Coltrane is number one on their list. Now, you're going to say it doesn't – but once they've decided that jazz musicians are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's why in the ever-loving right. F wouldn't John right. Coltrane be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? But yes, to me, I think that this is the, what you and I are doing is the reason they don't put these people in. Just to get us, yeah, right. The Just to get people to argue about it on the air. For, well, if, and you could understand if it was they wanted, like, if they said now, Dave hey, Matthews didn't in either, right? Not yet, no. Okay, no. But I assume that like he'll. Uh, you, you he was the think? one that he inducted uh, Willie Nelson. You would think he would. He did that. He was a rambling. He was high as f. Oh no doubt. Did you see the speech? Yeah, I did. No doubt. <laughs> One time I was hanging out with Willie, and we were high. No doubt. And Willie looked around the room and said, everybody high? 
The best part is that 20 years ago. Here's Hall the best of Fame part. Speech. But here's the best part. 20 years ago, yeah. I, I shouldn't say best part, but here's the interesting part about how we've evolved as a country, maybe, or gone the other way. 20 years ago, like, Dave Matthews would have gotten up there. He would have walked up. He would have had a, you know, he would have been dressed, Natalie attired. He would have said, it's my distinct pleasure tonight. <laughs> To uh, induct this man, let me tell you, the first time I ever heard a Willie Nelson record, I was with my old girlfriend, right, Melissa, right. and we, like, now they just get up and they, they go, just, I was with Willie once and we were, we're all high. We were all high. <laughs> right. That's all he talked about for the entire induction I cannot. how high they were. So the top five are, the top five, uh, you know, m- flubs, Allison Chains, um, Chains Addiction, uh, who was the other one right before Jane's Addiction? Oh, it might have been Allison Change. Allison Change. No, Chains, the Smiths. You Smiths. Have, yeah. Soundgarden is number two, and Warren Zevon's number one. I have no problem. I would to me, I would flip flop Soundgarden and Warren Z, but they're one A and one B. They're to me, they're both. You, Chris Cornell's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, brother. I got nothing. Have you heard Black Hole Sun? Yes, I have. Yes, you heard Burden in My Hand. Like, what's wrong with these God, people, man? I'd like to see who. Uh, boy, this would be a real treat. I'd love to see the, these nerds that vote on this. Okay, so you know what the funny part is? is I was going to say, I would understand if they didn't put people in because like, like we'd like for them to actually be here to be a part of the ceremony, and they, but they don't care about that. Kate Bush got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No one knows where she is on the planet. She's a recluse. They inv- inducted Rage Against the Machine, and only one of the guys showed up. Like, they don't care about whether or not you actually want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They just pick a group of people every year and put them in the Rock and it's Roll unreal. Hall of Fame. I, it's badass, I man. can't even... I want to double-check, because there's somebody else that... Yeah, there's another one that's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that somehow isn't on Consequences' list, which is stupid. Stone Temple Pilots is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just Let's just get on the flight. <laughs> let's just go get on the flight now. I don't know who I'm more angry Say at. Say goodbye to your The Rock family. and Roll Hall of Fame or this list. <laughs> say goodbye to your family. They've listed 23 people and didn't, didn't include Stone, Stone Temple, Pilots. Temple Pilots on just the list. say goodbye to Margaret and the kids and just tell them they can come visit us. What are and we doing? Let's just, let's just go and get it over with. It's are you kidding insane. me? I got nothing here. I got nothing. She's always. I enjoyed it, though. I watched the whole thing. I really did. I thought. Um, no disrespect to Kate Bush, who I think is very talented. Yeah. You you, you have her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You don't Temple have Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. I thought um, New Edition doing the, the coaster song, the yeah. spinner songs. I thought that was cool. I thought Elton John's speech about Bernie Taupin was wonderful. Like, I thought that was actually. Again, no disrespect to Bernie Taupin. He, right. He, he, I, he's never hit yes, a note in his life. <laughs> That's a fact. I don't know, man. Thanks a lot for this. Weird world. But, dude, Jimmy Page doing the Rumble was awesome. And, by the way, Jimmy Page looks 49 now. Yeah. You know what? You're not wrong. I don't know where he's been. They cut to him at one point before he performed. I'm like, Jimmy Page have a son? And I didn't realize that it was him. They, like, showed him in the crowd. No doubt. And I was just like, like Robert Plant looks seventy five. Yeah, yeah. You know he's no, Jimmy had Page, some uh, Jimmy wear and tear. Look, Jimmy Page looks great. He sounds great, man. Like God, that's awesome. All right, all right. We're, well, uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, I know. I wrote. Yeah, everything. thanks for this was this was fun. ending my day on a. This is what this is what oh brought my you. Lord. In hey, uh, I do have good news though. The new print okay. issue at PressBox is free. I've been leafing through it. And you can go over to your neighborhood Royal Farms I, and the hundreds of locations around town and pick up this new print issue I of PressBox. I don't box. ever get interviewed for this. I, you know, what, I'm going to ask you a question in a second, real quick. Uh, this is about the the survivors, the position players from the uh, Duquette regime that stayed through the dark years and helped turn things around for the Orioles. Great cover story from Todd Karpovich. A lot of college basketball, Brooks Robinson memories in this print issue of PressBox. Read it all pressboxonline.com or go pick it up today. Um, we are in the process of 
local sports person of the year for the next print issue of PressBox? Right now, today, you had to pick a local sports person of the year. Who would it be? Um, A local sports person of the year. Give me just, you know, I'm going to pontificate here for a second. Local sports person of the year. I'm trying to go all the way mm-hmm. back, all mm-hmm. the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, just because I don't want to. By the way, we haven't decided yet, for the record. We are still in the process. Okay. I think it can only be one person. Okay. It's got to be Gunnar Henderson. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, We need to talk about uh, helping up. You and I have to have that conversation. We are going to raise... uh, We need to collect some toiletries and some underwear for our friends at Helping Up Mission. We gave them too many coats and clothes over the years. Just straight shoot. We raised so many coats and clothes that we filled their backup storage center. We took a semi-truck a couple years ago, and legitimately they said, we actually have a problem. We, we have too much. So that's overwhelming, and trust me, they got it out to other shelters. They made sure that it all went to good use. But they, what they need, and the Ravens, of course, once again came through with some coats for them yesterday or Monday. We need toiletries. So I've got, a, I've got a current Ravens player, probably not the one people think of, that told me he would come out and do an event with us. Okay, us I out. can get us a baseball player. I know, I know. I, maybe we could do it at the same time, but this person said, I will come out and I will do that. He's you. coming to Coward Hall next week. Really? Yes. That's neat. For the turkey He's bowl breakfast. special person. Yeah. He's a very special person. Yep. And said, I will come out and I will do an event. Okay. And we will. So you and I got to work on that. Um, when, where, all that. And some other things we can do. I also have been getting uh, players, like last night, um, Justin Matabike signed this helmet. It's just Justin Matabike signed it. Justice Hill. I'm going to have an, a helmet to raffle off this year. We're going to ask uh, $25 for a raffle ticket. We'll try to raise 2500 bucks. That way that Drew and I can take and uh, go spend on uh, underwear. Drew and I have gone underwear shopping many times before. We mm. look forward to doing it again this year. It's always a treat. Yeah, right. To walk through. Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. You think these fit me? Drew does it every year. Every year he pulls the same 32-inch waist. But do you think these fit <laughs> right. me? How do these look? So we are going to do that again this year. We need you to help out. Drew and I will work on the details for that. All right. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. What's coming up at Live Casino and Hotel? Well, if you uh, decided to bet on the Flyers like I did last night, then uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Griffin's Maryland. Like, Dude, the Sharks are the worst team of all time. They are. I, mean, I, I got e- easy money tonight. You can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion because between now and January January 4th, 2024, all live casino. By the way, Griffin wanted to get a point in. He's very angry that Bad Bunny isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's very furious That's about true, that. Yeah, yeah. You got my email good. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Between now and January 4th, 2024, all live, he will go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Event. Just like, do, once, the once do the read. Do the read. All live casino and hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from live casino and hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour prizes, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one 800 
gambler. Awesome. All right. Uh, what you got for a tidbit? Uh, let's see. Josh Dobbs, uh, he became the first NFL player in history to have three total touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. For two different teams. For two yeah. different teams. The, okay. The only surprising part about that is that the Cardinals had three touchdowns the previous week because the Ravens decided they didn't care after a little while. Oh. Um, do you think that'll ever happen again? Three. I mean, may, I, it's such a unique circumstance. The uh, so the Flyers. Of I course, guess it would be more likely to happen with a non-quarterback, right? Like you could see a scenario where yeah, if, Derek, yeah, if like, Derek Henry had been traded at the deadline, it's told or Josh Jacobs, somebody mm-hmm. like that. That's plausible that they could do it. For a quarterback to do it is pretty remarkable. The only team in NHL history to now lose twice to a team that was winless in their first 10 games. Back in 2017. Drew, Drew's about to take his pants off. He's so excited about what Keep you're going about. with this. I'm so excited to get <laughs> Back this. in 2017, the Flyers lost to the 0-10 Coyotes. Ha! Last night, they lost to the 0-10 Sharks. They Actually, both teams were 0-10-1. They had an overtime loss in there, but the, uh, the Flyers are the only time to do that uh, twice. The only so, you know, in our... In this world of ours, there's been a lot of there's a lot of I don't even want to say anti religion in our world today, <laughs> but it feels like there are a lot of people out there yeah. who wonder if God exists. And you believe this is definitive proof. <laughs> if you <laughs> ever needed proof right. that God exists, <laughs> last night confirms it for you. All right. Hey, how about a little love for the Coyotes, though? They beat the Kraken last night. Did they? Yeah, wow. in a shootout, but yeah. count, it counts. It does count. It does count. In front of 3,000 people. <laughs> One of their 29 at, wins for at, the year. At a high school gym where they play. Better than the Sharks. Yeah, well, the, the record is The Sharks lost 10-1 to and 10-3 to in consecutive games. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No one scores 10 goals in the NHL Correct. because you the, the, the other team gets so pissed off at you. They're like, if you score again. Yeah. You're yeah, not going to play yeah, for three yeah, weeks. Correct. We're slashing, right? Ten to one, ten to three. Uh, Coyotes are over 500 for the year. Wow. Yeah, have you know that? Yeah. Um, Chet Holmgren and uh, Wemby. They are the first. They're the only players in NBA history to have ten blocks and ten made threes to their first six career games, and they're both doing that this season. Um, the last NBA player to have a combined blocks and uh, blocks and threes through, or yeah, to have more combined blocks and threes through their first six career games. Was in 1993, this rookie. 93? Yes. Lou Alcindor? No. Blocks and threes? Combined, yeah. So it's not Shaq. So he had 28 He had twenty eight combined. 93, Ben Wallace? No. He didn't hit a three. You got to come up with somebody that made a three. Well, that's kind of the, the, I don't know kind of the bit with this with this. I was just thinking of. He didn't, have, he didn't make a single three. He had 28 oh. blocks. He had 28 ben blocks. Ben Wallace? No. Weber? No. No, it's not Weber. Another freakishly tall. The freakishly tall. 93. Oh, that wouldn't have been um, Murzon. No. I'm just naming tall people. Okay, when you say freakishly tall, do you mean like... I mean, I mean, I guess like, proportionately. What's the he was, Wemby guy? Was, like, how, but, like, is he seven foot or is he seven seven? Yeah, he's like seven four. Well, how five, big is the Wemby dude? I think he was. Uh, he's seven four, I believe. Wemby's listed at seven four. It's insane, dude. Have you watched him? It's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's not. Real. And he's an athlete. It's not real. And he's an athlete. Like you, your brain is not, still struggling to comprehend what it is that you're seeing. It's unreal. You ready for it? No. <laughs> we'll stay here all day. Will we though? My kid had his time. I will. Out. I gotta go. Uh, yeah. I gotta go give him, give some, him some ice cream. Yeah. Um. S- okay. This is important because seven. Everybody's seven foot. 
Is he seven foot or is he seven? He was like seven. I'm pretty he's sure above was, seven yes, foot. Yes, he was uh, seven six. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley had twenty eight blocks. He didn't have a single three. Uh, Wemby and Shit both had ten of each. Remember they put him in Sean space. Was they put him in Space Jam, and the joke was like they stole all their talents. And somebody said, "But what about Sean Bradley? Like, <laughs> what, how was it different?" Block yeah. shots. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Stroud. He became the sixth quarterback ever to have five touchdowns, no interceptions, and 450 passing yards. He's the only the sixth quarterback to ever do that. Who are the other five? Um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner did not do this. Wait, give me it again on one pen. Five touchdowns, no Wait. interceptions, 450 passing yards in a game. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Brady. And Brady did not do this. There's been five ever? Yeah, uh, Yeah, he's the sixth to do it, so there are five others to ever do this. Oh, hell. Peyton Manning. Yes, Peyton Manning. Again, the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Dan Marino. Uh, Marino, not on this list. No, it's not him for sure. Right. For sure. That's why you didn't um, say it. That's correct. Yeah. Actually, only, you're, 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 you're only, right. Only one quarterback before 2000 on this list. Only one quarterback before 2000. Joe it's Montana. Not Joe Montana. It's uh, going to be five touchdowns, long. 450, no interceptions. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is not on the list. Mr. Mahomes, Chance. not Patrick Mahomes, hasn't done this yet. Yeah, I've gotten one. Overrated. Just if you're scoring at home, um, it's not Bowler. Um, yeah, not Bowler. It's definitely not Bowler. Um, you sure? I mean, a good game against the Packers. I'll you confirm. Yeah, I'll oh, confirm. oh, Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre did not. How about Matt Stafford? Stafford not on this list. Yeah, you should stop. <laughs> should um, I? Should I? How about, about you guess Brett Favre? All he did was about, throw interceptions. How about? <laughs> He's throwing interceptions. I thought it was the other way right around. Now. I thought it was 450 yards, five interceptions, <laughs> and, and no, no touchdowns. touchdowns. Then you would have gotten. How about Steve Barkowski? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Dan Pastorini. No. John uh, Hadle. No. <laughs> There's the quarterback that did it in the 1900s. Oh, did it the I actually 19- do know. Okay. I do know one. Do you? I do. Are you sure? I do. All right. Vinny Testaverde. No, no. That's a good guess. No, not Vinny. Did um, it in the 1960s. Archie Manning. Oh, for God's sakes, yeah. the Archie 1960s? Manning. No, not Archie. Is it Y.A. Tittle? It is Y.A. Tittle. Oh, he's <laughs> angry. <laughs> he Your boys got me. Remember, we thought it was 9.30 in the morning. We called him. His wife's like, Y.A., get up. There's a phone call for you. We're like, Y.A., where are you? He goes, I'm out in San Jose. We're like, oh, hell. Booked an interview with Y.A. Tittle, and he was not happy about it. Because we called him at 6.30 in the morning. No one told me that. We said we're going to do it at 9.30. Glenn writes his note up on the class. It says, Y.A. Yeah. Tittle, line six, and in parentheses, Glenn puts, not happy. <laughs> not. not happy. He was not happy. Why was like, he not happy? Because, because we, he was on we, the West Coast, oh, so and we called at 6.30 in the... We had bo- he had like a Wife book or something that he was promoting. She said, Y.A., wake up. There's an interview for you. <laughs> Well, you boys called me so early for I'm like, it's 9.30 in Baltimore, you goof. And how old was he at that point? Oh, 108. (laughs) (laughs) He was so mad. All right, let's give us the list because we got to go. There's three more. We needed to go for hours. (laughs) We still have to play a 20-minute segment. Go. You want them all? Yeah, give it to us. Uh, In uh, in 2004. You don't have to give us the years. Just don't. This Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Donovan Donovan McNabb. McNabb. 
I can't uh, even believe he threw five touchdowns. Right? Ever. A Steelers quarterback in 2014. Oh, Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger really? against the Colts. I can't, no, the only surprising part is he didn't he throw an interception. Right. Yeah, he had six touchdowns and 500 yards. And then Jared Goff in 2018 with the, uh, the LA was Rams. That the, was that the Chiefs game? That No, it wasn't. Oh. It was actually a couple weeks before against the Vikings where he had 460 and five touchdowns. Right. Huh. That's what the, the USC-Washington game felt like the Chiefs-Rams so game. Nothing, so Anthony Wright didn't do it, yeah. huh? Close. He did against the Seahawks. He came damn close. He damn near. I think he threw four to Marcus Robinson that day. All right, uh, tubular brought to you today. We still haven't done all the reads. You know what? I got. I'm going to end. I got to leave. All right, go. all right. I got to go Goodbye. somewhere. But here's Goodbye. the deal. You, we needed you to go two hours ago. You, you got one job. Yeah, to get Stone Devil Pilots in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Almost. Yeah. You got to get somebody from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on, on the, the show. We got to get them on the horn. That to, to deal you with do. this. For us to say to them in a nice way, and I'll handle I, it. I, I think. You I, should get somebody on and say, we, we really want to talk to you about this. Yeah, right. We just want to know more. We want to know more. Is, like, there a, is there a local angle we could play up? Is there somebody locally that isn't? Frank Zappa's got to be in the Rock and Roll. Is live game, right? eligible? They're probably eligible. They're 25 years. Yeah, they've been 25 years. Throwing Copper came out in yeah, 1994. 100%. They're eligible. Well, 04, 14. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're eligible. There you go. 1,000%. They're semi. Adam Duritz is from Baltimore. He was born in the Chesapeake somewhere. Yeah. Um, Counting Crows would be eligible. Correct. They're not in? They're not in the hall. Not at all. Those are our two angles. All right. We'll, we'll see if we can. The Ravens? The Ravens are definitely eligible. I don't think they're going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were in Fast Times. Definitely. They sure were. But I don't think they're going to get in the Rock and Roll and Hall of Fame. And that's our angle. What about Rich Von Hyde? Hold on. No. Hold no. on. Hold on. You don't think they're going to make the it? The cars got in, right? Yeah, the cars got in. Okay, because yes. Rick Ocasek went yes, to IHM. 100%. But they're in. And so is uh, Talking Heads. So. Okay. Yeah. But those two, that's our angle. Get a hold of somebody. What about Zappa? Is Zappa in? Zappa's got to be. I in. think he is. He shouldn't be, but he is. Ooh, you're going war on Frank Zappa. Yeah, yeah. Very, very overrated. Yeah, Frank Zappa's in the right. Okay. Ball, so get somebody on for us that we can yeah. beat up a little. All right. All right. We'll see. Yeah, Jim Nance on without me. Do this favor. Well, you for were me. invited. We scheduled it on a Wednesday. I know. I had golf. Weirdo. I was away. He was, oh, God. It's worse, too. He invited me to come hang out before the game on Sunday. I'm gonna punch you right he, in the face. He said, "And I, well, I got a kidney stone. I couldn't do it." Did he invite me too? No, he only invited me. Damn. In fact, he was he was upset that I wasn't invited. He said, Jim's the best. Why don't you come hang out before the game? Like, okay, Jim Nance. He's he's amazing, isn't he? He's an he's amazing person. God, he's amazing. All right, all right. Uh, get, I'll work on get, that. All we right. need to have. We gotta a go. Talk. We gotta, we're gonna be here until twelve. Or, oh God, we're gonna be here until one thirty. Griffin had to leave an hour ago. All right. Saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. I don't understand it. Oh, tidbit was also brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Tubular is brought to you, uh, or just a reminder that on Sunday, Towson University hosting, and we're going to tell you more about it tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a representative come on to explain more about this event, but Starting at 10 a.m. in the University Union, a Veterans Day celebration all day. Speakers, workshops, opportunities to connect with veteran vendors, um, job opportunities, service opportunities, plus family-friendly fun zone for the kids, live music, free food, game watch party for the Ravens game, and afterwards, we're going to be there for Project Game Day, including Super Bowl champion Femi Ion Badejo. Make sure you join us this Sunday. We will be at Towson University for their Veterans Day event starting at 10 a.m. in the University Union. Uh, not much tonight, too, be otherwise. The all-MLB team will be announced, which I just learned was a thing. 
That's nice. at uh, 6 o'clock on MLB Network. Some action tonight. Akron, Miami of Ohio at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. Bowling Green, Kent State at 7 on CBS Sports Network. ESPN2 for Eastern Michigan and Toledo at 7.30. I just really feel sorry for Central Michigan because they are going to have to pay a price. Somebody's going to have to pay the price, and you just know it's going to be them. Wizards Hornets at 7 on Monumental. If you want to watch Wemby tonight, the Spurs and Knicks at 7.30 on ESPN. Not a whole lot else going on. I think that might be a pretty good way. Although, you will obviously all be tuned into 105.7 The Fan tonight between uh, 7 yes. and 9. Right. So, have that on in the background, though. Uh, Warriors Nuggets at 10 on ESPN. TNT Panthers Caps at 7.30. Kings Golden Knights at 10. MLS Playoffs, uh, Philly Union and New England Revolution at 7 on Fox Sports 1. No, for two days into the season, they're already petered out on college basketball. Nothing on TV tonight. There is the barstool tournament. That's ten, or the I guess it's not a tournament. It's a one day event. Uh, they're streaming it. It's Florida Atlantic and Loyola oh, okay. Chicago at seven. So that's that's and a game. Then, yeah, it's a game. I mean, Florida Atlantic's expected to be good again. Uh, Arizona State Mississippi State at nine thirty. Uh, s- TBS Sur- for AW Dynamite. That's what we got. Survivor tonight, of course. Ah, yes, it is the course. 57th annual CMA Awards on oh, ABC. Never miss those. Hosted by Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning. Well, that's, I believe, originally where the dick in the box occurred. Didn't they say backstage at the, the CMA? Is that what, what was it? Was it was somebody somebody awards over at your parents' house. Backstage at the CMA. I think it was the CMA. Backstage at the CMA's a dick in a box. Wow! 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 Um, try. I'm trying to find the lyrics. See if, see I'll if get it. Just keep it doing your you. thing. Uh, the f- since it's on NBC, the Republican presidential debate hosted by Pete Davidson. Like what? No. <laughs> I swear to God, it's on NBC though. So who knows? It he was. Might, he it might was drop by. Over at your parents' house, a dick in the box. Midday at the grocery store, a dick in a box. Backstage at the CMA's, a dick in a box. Good man, well, good well, 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 well. It, it was the, a very influential moment in my life. The Santa Claus is season two on Disney+. Plus. What? Oh, this is a Tim Allen yes, thing? Yes, yes. Okay. The Santa Claus I'm, is I'm, I'm good. Season I'm, two. I'm good. I'm good. The rest do, I need to, do I need to watch season one in order to be able to be ready? Honestly, Probably not. I don't make it. Don't think it's gonna happen for me. And I love Christmas. I'm Mr. Christmas, and I won't watch this. All right. Everything else will be at GlennClarkRadio.com. Don't forget Superbook offering you up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same day first bet match, win or lose, if you use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Thanks today to Drew Forrester, who I I don't know why he was so. He spent three hours here. What the hell is going on? Um, thanks Got also to time too. I know, right? I mean, basically, Lieutenant Colonel Ted Brobert. Thanks to him. Thanks also to um, oh, Jermaine Lewis, as well as to Jeff Chidia from NFL Network and NFL.com. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. A couple of things. Continue to get me your Would You Rather Wednesday responses. Somebody's going to win a shirt of their choice in Birdland Sports. A lot of you are struggling with the first one, the Matabike one. Wait. It's still Would You Rather. You have to pick one. Well, I would sign Matabike and Matabike. No, you won't. It's a game. It's not hard. Pick one. Which one did you? Were you going to pick? By the way. Um. Oh man. I mean, because I want to dive into it. So quickly, quickly. We I, only have. I think I would. I would lean towards. I think it will be Matabike, but I think I'd lean. I, I'd rather you do? have Queen Anston. Thank you, God. And you hate. Patrick I know. I do. Queen. This is a very <laughs> weird answer. But because well, in the one you can get you know a lot back for tagging and trading yeah, for Matt uh, BK. Matt you BK's. think that's the better play all yeah. around. All right, fair enough. Um, and what were you going to do about the uh, Stroud or Allen for the next um, eight years? I'm Stroud. I worry that we're just all like we're creatures of the moment. That's all we are. Just give the sixth quarterback to ever. I understand. 
And then uh, you eat spaghetti or DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza on Thanksgiving. I mean, this was there any there was there was redeemable things on that DiGiorno I'm tr- Thanksgiving. Oh damn pizza. it! I meant to get one today. They put them on sale every week at noon on uh, Wednesday, and then they sell out in like two seconds. Darn! And I completely Truth forgot. Fault. Ah, it is that son of a bitch. Started it's it's going fault. on about rock and roll. Sold out all over again. Damn. I oh my god! I'm so mad at myself. I even put a note on the calendar to remind myself to try to get one. I wanted to get one that. Damn it. We got to do not let me forget next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. We make it a whole thing on. That was part of the reason I put it as part of Would You Rather Wednesday. I swear to God, it was part of Would You Rather Wednesday because I wanted to remind myself to get one. I'll set an alarm for 11.55. So angry at myself. And we will not forget. All right. We cannot. Make it 11.59 because I don't want to even have five minutes where we can screw this up. Next Wednesday, we've got to try to get a Thanksgiving pizza. I want to try it. I don't know why they do this. Those jerks. They put it on sale for like five minutes at noon. This is happening. This is It works. It works. All right. Um, Thanks. Uh, Tomorrow on the program. What are we doing on the program? Uh, Sal Pal. Sal Palantonio is going to join us. Apparently not doing anything. Just really wanted to come on and talk about the Ravens. Okay. I'll always make time for Sal Pal. Hall of Famer Spencer Haywood is on the show tomorrow. And to my understanding, not really with anything to promote. (laughs) I don't understand. I just got a message. Would you like to have Spencer Haywood? I was like, yeah. I, I, I guess there's, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot there. If you know Spencer Haywood's story, there's a lot there. Um, I don't know, but he's going to come on the show tomorrow and we'll do picks, of course, with KZ and stuff and things stuff and on things. the program tomorrow. Thanks everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Guilford Hall Brewery, Mother's North Grill, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the Maryland Five Star, AJ Michaels, Royal Farms, the Casas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Uh, go no one, Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show, the longest show in the history of the program with uh, segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show with Justin Matabike from last night at Guilford Hall. And welcome in to the Tyus Bowser Show press box in 105.7 The Fan. We are live at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. I'm Glenn. She's Rita. And now we introduce you to the star of our program. He is number 54, Mr. Tyus Bowser. Please make some noise. It's been too long, buddy. Been quite a bit. Yeah, right? Yes. We shouldn't be taking three weeks off between shows. Although, if you're going to keep winning, we might, I don't know. We might no, have. no, three weeks is a good little minute, so <laughs> no. It's great to see you. Good to have you here. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at AJ Michaels. What company has the expertise and technology to make your home substantially more energy efficient, comfortable, and even virus-free? It's AJ Michaels Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis at AJMichaels.com. Well, you want to introduce us to uh, your special guest that you brought out tonight? Yeah, man. This is, uh, this is an up-and-rising star that we have on this team, man, a guy that's been locked in you know, for the longest, you know, focus on his craft, working hard each and every day. And not only that, but just being a great teammate, great friend, man. And this guy's Justin Matabike. What's up, what's up, y'all? I don't know that we can say rising anymore. I think he's just a superstar yeah. now. I think he is just He's he getting there, man. He's definitely getting there. He's man, doing a great job. It is awesome to see. All right, so, um, 
Everything is good right now, right? Like, what do we it's say? Great. Life is real good at the moment, ain't it? It's a lot better when you than losing, huh? Because there wasn't too much to say then, so we just gonna we just gonna go with what we got going on right this now. This is so. amazing. Yeah, this is good. amazing. Uh, Justin, what does it feel like to just like overwhelm opponents the way you guys have been doing it? Like when you just like kind of look up and you're like, "Yo, they can't do anything against us." Yeah, it just it feels good to just uh, go out there and just play with your brothers and just dominate the opponent and just have that faith and just have that trust within each other to just get it done. And it's a good feeling in the end. So I'm just proud to just be a part of it for real. When when you hear, I don't know if you guys pay attention to the media much, but you know you hear, oh, this team is a test. You know, first it was the, the Bengals, then it was uh, the Browns, and then, oh, Detroit, that's the real test. Then Seattle, oh, they're first in the NFC West. Do you guys pay any of that any attention? Or, you know, how, how do you feel when you hear about all these tests that you guys have clearly passed? Handedly, by the way. You the one that's playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't pay too much attention to it, me personally. Um, I feel like every week's just a new week. You just prepare for your opponent, put in the work. Um, in terms of executing the game plan, I feel like when it's game day, everybody just needs to come together and just build and trust in each other and just kick their ass, basically. Yay. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you say he's playing, but I, I'm starting to wonder, like, are you, are you coaching at this point? Like, are you? I'm doing, I'm doing what I can, you know, as far as leading, you know, the defensive line, just the overall defense, just being a being a leader for them, any type of vocals, any type of you know insight as far as with the game plan or just in general, just being there as a as a brother. Did you, know you did you know this was coming from this group? Like you guys, this started. Let's go back to late last season, right? Like this started then. All of a sudden, everybody looked up and like, yo, you guys are playing on a different level. Did you know this is what this group was going to be doing this season? Um, I feel like from back. In April, you know, May during OTAs, you could just tell how locked in this group was. You could tell, you know, the the chemistry was a, was a lot different than what it used to be. And you know, with it being a young group, with it being some seasoned veterans in there that have always dialed in and you know stuck to the culture, you just really see it. You just starting to see it flourish. And of course, you know, during the beginning of the season, you're just trying to figure out who you are as a defense, as a team. But over time, you know. Once you start figuring out and you got great leaders, you got great guys who work hard. And not only that, you have a great, you know, extra players who can come in and play that role and do their job. And it just it just comes together and you're starting to see it now. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable to see what it is. So it's funny, Justin, you know, you were almost kind of dismissive of it. I feel like. There's, it's almost like you don't want to talk about it, right? I think fans are feeling that right now. Like, it's almost like talking about a no-hitter in baseball, right? Like, let's not jinx it. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, Glenn, do, Glenn and I do this thing where if the Orioles are getting no-hitted, we'll be like, there go the Orioles getting no-hitted. Yeah, and we'll, then, we'll, we'll boom, say it very loudly. Like, they're throwing a no-hitter yeah, tonight. Yeah, and then, boom, it's, we, break, we, we break the curse, right? So talking about it feels like... I don't want to say sacrilegious, but if it, it feels like you don't want to do it, are y'all comfortable with, with talking about how good you are? Are you comfortable with the nation talking about how good you are right now? I mean, I feel like it was the same conversation when we was, uh, what, 14 and two, like you said. 
like those when we was winning two, three games in a row, it's like, oh, you know, we're on top of the world. But you got to understand that this league is full of players and any week can, you know, be a trap game. Any week can be one of those good games, bad games. And you just got to continue to keep a keep a narrow mind as far as just going into every week and just locking in on that because that's all you can control. And from there, you know, just take care of business, dial in to what you have to, and then just continue to come together as a team and play hard for each other. Justin, are you superstitious? Like, are you are you cool talking about it? Or are you like, bro, I don't want to. Let's just, let's just roll. <laughs> I'm kind of both, but I don't mind talking about it, just not, like, into the extent of, like, I know I still got to put in the work for the next uh, upcoming opponent for the next week. So you talk about it, I celebrate after the win, but, you know, it's back to the next person. Because if you lose that next game, it's going to be – Right. Flipping on you, you know what yeah, I mean? So easily. you have to stay focused. I feel like that's what I've like. I know Lamar said that a couple times where he's just like, bro, it's just one game. Like, that's all it is. Like, yeah, you won by 30 points. Yeah, it was a good team. But it's just one game. Like, we didn't win the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's all exactly. it is. Exactly. That's the mindset. And that's how you got to go into each and every week. And just like you said, with well, Lamar just having that mindset that just tells you where we are as a team because he's our leader. He's the guy who, you know, drives the boat, if you want to say. And from him, you know, we follow because, you know, he's going to lead us in the right direction. And if you had that type of mindset from a guy like him, you know, it just fires everybody up to have that same mindset and just to take it one day, one snap, you know, one lift at a time, one meeting at a time, things like that, where you just keep 10 toes on the ground, embrace the moment now, and then just kind of move forward from there. I respect it, man. I respect it. I respect it, too. So this is the question now. You guys have been phenomenal thus far in the first nine weeks. That being said, do you feel like that there's anything that you could do to be better? Do you feel like you're still not there yet? or Which seems you, impossible. I, I, it right? does. It does. By the way, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that answer would be at all. But do you feel like that there's still some work that needs to be done to truly be what you guys believe that you are? I feel like always. I mean, if you're not getting a three and out every single time or you're getting a sack every single time or a lot or run for a loss every single time and they don't score at all, then I mean, I mean, really, what can you there's always room of improvement. You know, there was definitely a few plays like we did in defensive meetings where, you know, just striving for greatness, like those small plays as far as you know, communicating, being detailed, being in the right position, holding off a certain type of coverage and not giving it away. Or Justin Rush, where should you, coach was on you about your, uh, about your rush, where, yeah. you know, yep. KV could have got to, uh, got the sack if he would have just simply, you know, stayed outside. So it's just yeah. those little things. Those like little that. things, yeah. Just yeah. those little things, just um, tightening up the loose bolts and just uh, finding ways to get better. I feel like um, it's, enough's never enough. You can always find ways to get better. Even though we got a good win, there's always things that we could have done to even dominate them even more. So that's just the mindset. This is wild to me. I feel like in the film, I'd be like hooting and hollering, like, yo, look at, look at what we did. Like, all that. You it guys was kind of like that, though. It was like that. Really? Yeah. It, it was. was It was like joyous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whenever was, you do yeah. good stuff like that, I mean, of course it's, enjoy it's, it's enjoyable. You I didn't. love that. That's what I wanted to hear. That's Because we're having joy watching this right yeah. now. That's, there's no doubt about that. Hey, if you, uh, sure. The Ravens are in first place, and if you like their chances of making a deep run, then you can get them at plus 450 to win the AFC or plus 800 to win it all right now at Superbook. 
Download the Superbook app, visit superbook.com, use the code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-23 when you sign up to receive a same-day first bet match up to $250, win or lose. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan. Can we, um, can we just talk up some people that had some moments on Sunday? Sure. Did you know this was coming from Keaton Mitchell? Like, did you know that dude sees the field? People are about to see something. That's a really good question. Um, I just remember from uh, preseason, I could just see the strides that he made and just how explosive he is, how fast he is, and really just how well he his vision is as far as seeing the field and you know, breaking those tackles, little things like that. And, you know, he's been hurt for the past few weeks. So, you know, it's nice to see him back on the field and just with what he's been able to do. It's been phenomenal, and Yo, it's great to see it. So it's, it's insane, it was man. Great. It was great to see that. That's a hell of a way to make a name for yourself. Especially, you know, watching the games, you know, at the stadium, me just being beside him, you could just, you could just tell the fire in his eyes that he was just ready to get back on the field, you know. And even just with J.K., with – Gus back there running the ball like he could just see it, you know, from, you know, the stadium view as far as what he see, things that he could work on or, you know, little moves that maybe they could have done, or, you know, just the little detail stuff. And it's cool to see that from a young guy like him. So just to see him do what he did, man, it's, it's kind of coming back, you know, full circle for him. That's cool. That's I, cool. I'm interested. I'm sorry. Were you going to? No, that boy fast. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> He definitely is that. And there was a debate on the sideline who would win a race between him and Lamar. I'm probably going, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm probably going Ain't Keaton. as easy as we think, huh? Yeah, it's not, but I might go Keaton, man. Keaton? Keaton yeah. just be sliding, yeah. man. His acceleration, just getting out of there is crazy. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. I, I'm curious. I want to talk about another person. Um, we know that this guy was good, you know, coming in, but he didn't start the season with the Ravens. But Kyle Van Noy, man, I mean, he started the season watching football like me on the couch, eating Doritos probably. <laughs> and then he's just out here. I think he has five sacks and six games yeah. or something like that. How, how has that been working with a guy like him who has been, you know, impactful in such a short period of time? I think... I think the biggest part that people don't see is just his leadership, just being a veteran, being a guy who's seen it, done it all, won a world championship, you know, has gotten paid, has phenomenal stats. And, you know, it's the, it's the leadership part that really takes me because, you know, he's very vocal in there. He asks questions, you know. He's going to speak his mind about things. And, you know, being able to see that, especially with these young guys, it's very important because, you know, they're just looking for guidance in there. And, you know, we do what we can to give them that guidance. But for him, just being in there, like, you could just tell that energy is different. You could tell with him in there, like, people are locked in. Even just his demeanor and how he take care of his business, like, outside of the classroom, like, in the weight room, things like that. Like, he really takes his job very seriously. You know, it's great to see somebody like that in the building to be able to, you know, look upon, you know, working on your craft and getting better as well. So that was really good. Yes, is there something you picked up from him or, or even Jadevian who was out with us a couple weeks ago? Like these two dudes that just sort of show up out of nowhere and they're, you know, just killing it. Is there anything that you've picked up just from being around those guys in a little bit of time? Yeah, they're just, um, just great like vets that you can uh, – 
count on in terms of them want to make ways for you to be better? Like you see the type of like in uh, at the practice, you know, he be getting on me in terms of like picking games yeah. and stuff like that, and picking the hip. It's just those little things, those uh, leadership points that people don't see that really make an impact on our defense. Wait, you say Ty- Tyus gets on you after practice? No, no, oh. it's Kyle. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Tyus is in the room. Yeah. I'm in the room, like I see him, but yeah, yeah that's all he said. But no, he's been doing a great job, man, and. You know, we actually had the opportunity to go and grab breakfast yesterday, and we just had the chance to kind of just talk, get to know each other, just see where we at, you know, as people and things like that. Because we really just never get the time to get That's away cool. from work. So That's real cool. You know, just – and I was able to, you know, hear his story and just see where he was at, like you said, on the couch. And, you know, even with my situation, what I have going on, you know, we kind of just talked about patience and, you know, mm. just how things work out in a way that it's supposed to be. It might not be in a time that you want to, but you just know that, you know, for us, us as believers of God, like it's always, you know, he's gonna come at the right time. And for him, you just see it working out for him and, you know, it's a blessing and he never takes that moment for granted. And it's just, like I said, it's just great to be able to see what he's been through and where he's at now and how well he's playing. So it's, it's awesome. I wanna ask about one other guy, another veteran, because there was a lot made from people like, what kind of teammate is Odell Beckham? What kind of, I don't know where that came from because literally everyone I ever knew that played with the dude was like, I love that guy. Like, that guy's amazing. People that don't like good looking people. You said what? He asked, he asked where it came from. I said, people that don't like good looking people. What does that mean? It means that they're haters. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Charismatic, good-looking I mean, people the, get a lot of hate for no all reason. All of us deal with that a lot because we're all good-looking you know, people. Exactly. You know, exactly. That, that. Know. that is true. So there it is. It's a life <laughs> thing. It might just be, I didn't man. say anything. Um, <laughs> the reaction when he got the touchdown on Sunday, on his birthday, first touchdown as a Raven, I thought it said a lot about what you guys feel about Odell Beckham. Again, I know it's tough because you're not out on the field right now, yep. but can you take me through, and I'll, we'll have Justin tell us as well, like what that dude is. He's this bigger, larger than life persona as a person, yeah, absolutely. but as a teammate, what's he been like for you guys? Uh, he's been cool, man. Just a guy with good energy and you know, great personality, lively personality. And one of the cool things is that he's just always willing to help, you know, and People know, of course, who he is and just how big he is, but you could just tell how grounded he is as well. And just be able to, you know, come around, you know, young guys and, you know, be that veteran, be that guy that he could talk to and even just motivating, you know, he's motivated me, he's motivated a ton of other guys as well. And, you know, that, that speaks a lot as far as his personality, you know, being the type of guy he is. Even when you talk about Lamar, you know, just his status, but, probably the most groundest dude in the world. And you will never see him getting, you'll never see him moving too, too bigger than anybody else, you know, on that team. And that speaks a lot, like I said, about the culture of this team. And, you know, it's starting to show, it's starting to come around to where it's working out well for us. Justin, is that what you've been feeling with Odell? Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, cool dude, um, somebody that definitely is there to help you as well. and. Um, yeah, everything Tyler really said is spot on, to be honest with you. It's cool. We it's got, cool. This, is, this is a real question. This is a serious question. He taught y'all how to do that Park High Strut yet? <laughs> <laughs> he, did he teach you how to do that Park, the dance that he did when he celebrated? Did he teach us that? Did he teach y'all how to do it? Because he got it. 
He's only no. been here. He's a dad, like he's yeah. yeah he's that's just, what he do, right? That's he what he does. Like I'm sure he's so, been so in the, the mirror is, doing. You don't that know stuff. how to do it yet. He ain't teach you yet. I know how to do it. Well, my guy that was in here, <laughs> my guy in here the other day was doing it, huh? We said we would do it at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Like, didn't we, we? We said that would happen. I can do it. I mean, that's that's easy. But I'm just saying, like. So you're saying Odell didn't have to teach you. You already knew. Justin, what about you? Uh, you, got, you got a couple of moves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm chilling. I'm good. <laughs> Justin, I have a sense that, like, your sack hey. celebrations have been very choreographed. They've been more, like, guttural, right? Like, how you feeling in the moment? Yeah, I'm feeling the moment, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just a little flex. Yeah, a little, a little flex, flex here you know? and there. A little point here and there. Just having fun out there. Just trying to enjoy I it. I respect it. I respect that. Uh, one more question. When Keaton scored his first touchdown, did anybody say anything to him about his touchdown celebration? Mm, I don't think so. Y'all just let him do it. I didn't even see it until no? after the game. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it was what did very, he do? What did he do? He did something with his arms, and I was just like, is that what he did, like a waddle? And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, that was an interesting huh. choice for a first touchdown. So I was curious if, you know, if that's something you guys care about. Or I you, mean, when you in a moment like that and you just score your first touchdown, you know, anything that just come to your brain first, you kind of just do, you All know? Right. So you really, you just gotta, you gotta, kind of gotta go with what he, what he just does. So it's cool, it was cool. Your body moves before your brain in that moment. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Cause you done score and you just all excited. You ain't even thinking straight. You just do the first Bro, thing I'm that a, you do. I'm a white guy that's attended a lot of weddings. That's oh what my, my dance moves are. <laughs> <laughs> Body moves and then the brain eventually joins yeah. me at some point. Then you find out later, like, what was I doing? I'm like, I don't know. What? But it was, I was feeling it. I was having fun. That's normally the way that it goes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. That's for white guys. All right, anyway. <laughs> hey, before we wrap this segment, we'll do this quickly. We heard the word optimistic last week, Tyus. That was a word that uh, John Harbaugh said when he was talking about you. Can we assume that you would echo that sentiment? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very optimistic as far as my return. And I've been getting better, you know, each and every week. And it's been feeling better. And I'm just doing what I can each and every day to get myself closer to getting back on the field. So. You love it? Yeah, man. I'm, in, I'm in good spirits right now. So it's, it's, really, it's really going well for me. I love that, Yeah. Man. I love that. Hey, if you want to meet the league leader in interceptions and help provide Thanksgiving meals to those in need, next Tuesday night, November 14th, Gino Stone will be at Wise Markets in Haverty Grace for a charity meet and greet from 6 to 8 p.m. Photos are free. An autographed ticket costs just a $25 donation to the Harvest of Hope Thanksgiving food drive. Get your tickets right now. They are limited at great8smemorabilia.com with the number 8. When we come back in, Justin Matabike is on a heater, and we're going to talk about it. This man is on a sack streak like we have literally never before seen. We'll talk about that next. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan.